0: Next in line.
1: Yeah, hi. You probably have me in there under Schmeev.
0: How'd you end up in here?
1: Oh, God. Look, I just thought Dead Body Man was kind of mediocre. <laughs> oh, we get so many people in that one. Just tell me the eternal punishment. Okay. Well, you'll be staying in our medium well suite. Oh, great. Uh, three meals of thumbtacks a day. Wonderful. Watch your step. This place isn't up to code at all. All Alright. Well, nothing to do now but to wait and suffer. Might as well make the best of it. If y'all can still hear me up there, this discretion is advised.
2: Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety.
1: You're joined by your host, Mike, and... Hi, this is Shmee from Juggalo Judgment. You may recognize me from such hits as Juggalo Judgment, Episode 0, What the Heck is Juggalo Judgment, Juggalo Judgment, Episode 1, Carnival of Carnage, Juggalo Judgment, The Board Game, Juggalo Judgment, The Movie, The Game, and other Juggalo Judgment-related activities.
2: (laughs) Do you have that written as a script?
1: Uh, No, I was going to. But uh, <laughs> then I forgot because that's what I do, and I was just like, as you were coming up to it, I was like, "Shit!"
2: <laughs> so this is uh, this is another episode of Juggalo Judgment coming at your ears. I feel like uh, for, we just did this for, for yeah, right. Um, for returning listeners, thank you very much for continuing on the journey, and for uh, for people just jumping in for the first time. Uh, welcome aboard. This is really, uh, this is really fun for us to do. It's good and to have it's y'all. it's so fun, it's so fun that every now and then, somebody decides that they want to join in on this fun. They want to invade our fucking space. It's, it's like, it's like America when it started out, and, and... Whiteies throughout the entire existence of everything. its
1: time on earth <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, no, that's
3: actually why i hit you guys up it was kind of in a racist way yeah uh, whoa whoa yeah, it's true. that's a th-
2: that's
4: Shit.
3: another voice a third voice <laughs> on this podcast i dm'd you guys and i said hey you know what i'd like to invade the podcast kind of like you know the u.s invaded like all things in a problematic way
2: what third third voice who, who are you? Hey who is your daddy and what does he do?
3: What's up? My name is Mitch. Okay. Hey, can I get a round of applause? You two clap. Come on. Let's woo. Yeah, woo!
2: I'm on the podcast. Let's talk about jugglers.
3: stoked. Mitch. Mitch. Mitch yeah. Mitch. Can we? Okay. So Mitch, only one of you is Mitch. chanting. That's kind of offensive. If we could both say Mitch, 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 that'd be. Now, neither of you are doing it. Wow. That's just,
1: I'm just going to double up or, or like triple my vo- voice. <laughs> <That laughs> i put as many great. in there as I need to make it sound like a lot of people. A chorus, please.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Mitch, uh, tell us about yourself What's What's the juggalo world Do to you? Or what uh, do you never, do for the juggalo world?
3: Never heard of ICP, this will be my first time listening uh, oh. I'm intrigued by them Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm actually one of those like journalists That just goes to the gathering once a year and says You know, juggalos aren't that bad it turns out <laughs> uh, So yeah I
2: Love those, love those I'm like an
3: insufferable you. prick And I uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, You know, I'm really excited to be on the show guys Thank you so much Oh, you're gonna dip uh, right in then <laughs> right. No. Okay, no. I've uh I've been a juggalo for a long time. I've been a juggalo since see, I'm thirty years old now. And uh, since so I was, was about the, same age. the, the wow, cool. Well, when's your birthday? What's your sign?
2: I'm a cancer.
3: <laughs> I'm uh, also I'm... a cancer. I didn't expect okay, to care about okay, this. Real but... <laughs> <talk>. Okay, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Okay. What's your
2: rising? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Um I don't remember what that means. I don't I when's you. your birthday? I
3: just want to know when's your birthday.
2: June twenty sixth.
3: Okay. Well, it's, it's I'm July 9th. This oh, okay. is great. <laughs> this, okay, is great. Okay. Uh, 10th, oh, this is great. I guess is am the oldest though.
2: person here. Anyways, go on. <laughs>
3: uh, been down since I was about in the fifth grade. I was uh, I was just one of those people that like stumbled across in Saint Posse on LimeWire, and like Kazaa and stuff when that was a thing. You know, when oh. when um when uh game was called the Dating Game and you know all the song titles <gasps> were wrong. And uh, I stumbled across it and thought, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And my older brother's friends were actually Juggalos. You know, they were little like middle school Juggalos. So I I, I got into it, but it wasn't until I was 12 years old. Uh, the Wraith of Shangri-La came out. It's 2002. And um, I listened to it for the first time. One of my brother's friends had it on like a Burn CD that he gave my brother. And I listened to that while over at my friend's house. And I heard the first track you know like the intro and then the first track and just jay's first verse on there i heard it and i and i paused it and was like i can't listen to this right now it's too good it's just it's too good to me and uh then i revisited the whole album later that week and just listened to the whole thing when i got to the ending (laughs) truth is we follow god bruh uh blew my mind blew my little 12 year old mind and have just was just down ever since very down like just wearing face paint on the on on the weekends with my friends just got all of them into it i have i have embarrassing stories about me like holding up signs in the town that i lived in that says honk if you're a juggalo and i'm like wearing abk <laughs> face paint it's it was really really bad you know that's
4: um, awesome
3: then uh then in high school i was like i'm too cool for this shit like i'm not a juggalo that's embarrassing i'm emo now i'm seen <laughs> you know this is the this is the air of my space this era of all this stuff and i i uh so I completely ditched it and would just kind of poke fun at it like the rest of the world did. And I regret it more than anything because once I hit, like, my mid-20s, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is the coolest shit you've ever been into. This is <laughs> the just the lore of it all, the story, the the everything, even just the music. It It's fucking good. And you're an idiot for being embarrassed by this shit. So I've just been super loud about it since then. And, um, yeah, my fans uh, all think that I am joking uh at least they did for the first few years and uh you know because i make music now and i do it for a living and i feel very very lucky uh but it's not juggalo shit at all it's just depressing indie shit
1: i, I listened uh, to a little bit of it just this morning you got like that like if david gilmore went electro So y'all know already that, like, my job on this show is to make very questionable comparisons between things that usually aren't alike at all. I'm the only person that hears them. And in this case, it was actually just because when I thought I was listening to Mitch's regular work, um, it was actually a collaboration that he did with somebody else, (laughs) which sounded that way. Uh, His own stuff is very weird cool indie shit, and you should go listen to it. Um, don't listen to me ever when I'm trying to explain what something sounds like to you because whenever you go and listen to it, you're just going to be like, what in the fuck is this guy talking about? He's the worst and you're right. So, uh, back to the episode. Sorry, Mitch.
4: <laughs>
1: Thank you, man.
3: That's cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. I still get, like, I just get DMs every single day from fans who are just like, "Hey, this I saw a Juggalo meme recently, and I wanted to show it to you." And it's just like at the expense of Juggalos. I'm like, "Man, this is whack. This is me." <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, they okay. don't... I
2: tried making myself a meme uh, when I was in college um, to 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 be like not a a, a negative one. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was a picture of me the very last time I ever did paste Paint actually, which was which was ten years ago. Wow. Um, uh, and and I, I tried calling it Good Guy Juggalo. And it was just stuff that's like – it's it's stuff that seems negative. But then like the, the bottom of the meme was like a positive spin on it. Nice. And I've cool. actually had people hit me up saying like, oh, hey, I actually saw this. And I'm like, yeah, this was me. I started this. <laughs>
3: that's dope. To start a meme. That's like that's a cool thing to put on your resume. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting whenever I hear about the people who left – you know they were big fans of the music Mm -hmm. and then they stopped and then got back into it um you know anytime i hear uh, i see people who quote unquote drop the hatchet um it's (laughs) like i had i had people tell me like when i started listening to the music like oh you're gonna grow out of it it's a face for you and i was like no i don't think so and then fucking it's it's 15 years later and i still listen to this music like religiously (coughs) um and and it's it's just really interesting. When I used to work at my um, this job that I uh, was at for six years, um, somebody saw that I had uh, I was wearing a hatchet man one day. A guy who was working in the same department as me, he lifts up his sleeve and he has a hatchet man tattoo. I love and I'm like, when oh, shit like that. Awesome. And he's like, no, I don't talk about it anymore.
4: Huh.
2: <laughs> and and yeah, so he was like, I'm trying. I'm waiting for when I have money to cover it up. And I'm like. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Then meanwhile, one day he's freaking rapping "Blam" by Jamie Madrox, like word for word. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you stop that? But, I mean, it's it's whatever. It's the way I see it is if you're if you're enjoying the music and you do what you can to have to, to feel positive about it, you don't let it affect it, in, it let let it affect you in a negative light. Then there's nothing wrong with it. So. Mm-hmm you know it's cool that that you jump back onto it and and have continued from from then on and you've uh when you hit us up uh originally you mentioned your collaboration with a psychopathic records artist you want to talk about that real quick
3: yeah Ouija mac uh i hit up uh Weegee a bit ago we became buds uh this was after he was uh he was in that psychopathic cipher um and uh they introduced him as a new artist and i was like you know what this is really good he's very talented i like it and then i got into some of his other you know his older projects uh swag Doof, and swag. i was like yeah. yeah he's he's very 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 good and uh, so i followed him on twitter uh he followed me back and then i started seeing that he was posting some like very uh like uh, progressive left-leaning shit and it was like um there was some like there was something that he posted that i actually reached out to him about and he was like just kind of going off on transphobes. And I was like, a, 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 like an artist on psychopathic records, just boldly saying this stuff is so tight to me. That's so cool to me. So we reached yeah. out, we became, uh, I reached out, we became friends. And then a little while after that, he's like, I'd really love to do a t-shirt uh, to raise money for some uh, charity. And, you know, he's not He's not perfect. He's still a juggalo, you know, but the, the he... Uh, <laughs> He, he approached me saying, I just want to do a t-shirt that says trans juggalettes are juggalettes. I was like, we could definitely do that, of course. Um, so we do something like that. And he was like, and then we can give a portion of the money. to." And I was like, we don't give a portion of the money. Anyway, we, we give all of the money, Ouija. <laughs> we give all of it to an organization. And he's like, yeah, but I feel like, you know, if we just take like 10, i was like, we, <laughs> being cis dudes, we can't take any of this money. <laughs> like, We cannot pocket a dime of this. We have to give every cent to an organization. That's what we're going to do. If you want to do this. And he was like, Yeah, let's do it. i like, Okay, let's do it then. So, oh, um, nice. We, so we did that. We made a t shirt that said, uh, Trans Juggalettes or Juggalettes. I didn't expect it to go well. And, uh, your boy was right. It went horrible. <laughs> it went really, uh, not so great. It was a hard Aww. sell, man. It was a really fucking hard sell. Uh, but, you know, they wrote about it in Fago Lovers, which is really cool, you know, because I was reading Fago Lovers when I was like 13 years old. And I was like, <gasps> Scotty. <laughs> He's writing <something>. This <laughs> is <Connie laughs> D. And uh Yeah, uh, man, the comments on that post were just the worst that I've ever seen. There was just there's a lot of just oh. there's a lot of problematic shit in the in the in the community, yeah, you know? They,
2: they they were rough on there. I I remember seeing that post uh, way back when and thinking like, Oh, this is really cool that they're doing something like this and then just like scrolling through the comments and there were a lot of comments on this post. And yeah, there were about about ninety-five percent of them were like Wow, this is fucking trash and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, they're I'm pretty like, vicious. Y'all, y'all just... Mm. If you don't got nothing nice to say, just don't say it. Yeah. But right. but there's there's some people who just... You know, everybody's got an opinion, unfortunately, whether mm-hmm. it's the right one or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad <laughs> that we, we... we we deal with.
3: We got the ball rolling with, you know, as far as, like, a conversation goes. Because, you know, I really... appreciate Like... It made me really appreciate the jugglos that were actually down, you know, like that were actually yeah. like, this is awesome. This is progressive. This is cool. This is what we need in the community. And then, uh, yeah, I made friends with a few of them and it was really awesome. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, it was a hard sell, but we sold all the T-shirts and we ended up raising like two $2,000 for a trans rights organization uh, here in California. And it was really
2: yeah. cool.
1: That's that's awesome. That was that was really cool because like that was that was one of the first things that you opened with, and whenever you first reached out to us, and I was just like, "That's fucking sweet." I saw Mac <laughs> live. I didn't know who the fuck he was, but I saw him. He's he was cool on guy. the stage. <laughs> it's it's cool to know. Like I. Can can you hook us up with him? Can you can you get him on the pod? Yeah. Just... You know what? I maybe can. Dude, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I'll just say, we hey, we uh, won't get to his
2: music, unfortunately, for like another four years at the rate that we release episodes. But like <laughs> testament to him, the dude does not stop. He has already released, I think, three mixtapes this relentless. year. Or is about to release his third one. Like Holy shit. And they're not short mixtapes. These are long mixtapes. <laughs> like
3: and they're and they're and they're in my opinion they're pretty fucking good but but i i you know i like that genre of music i like trap music i you know i thought it was really really smart for icp to be like here's our new artist and it's this it's like soundcloud rap but you know it's like new age juggalo music and i think that he's killing it a lot his um i think it was his water damage uh mixtape like i still listen to all the time it's got it's it's just got just banger after banger on it it's it's Nice. it's great and uh though we don't talk that much it's usually about like hey how have you been and then work and let's do something else in the future we're both just so fucking busy um yeah but maybe I'll bother him just be like hey man you're a fucking coward if you don't do this podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh um who was it uh Devereaux actually uh follows the the Instagram page I was like oh that's kind of cool uh, that's nice. the, his uh his producer uh primary producer I was like that's nice. really nifty so you you hit us up asking if uh, if you could be a, a guest on a specific episode, uh, this one in particular, uh, which is ICP's Hell's Pit. Hell's I should Pit. Should mention that
3: I hit you up pleading, pleading, begging. It's yeah, true. Relentlessly, you I said, "Please so let me on the Hell's Pit episode." You use so <laughs> many
2: gifts uh, in in <laughs> in it, uh, various uh, uh, sitcoms and animated. Uh, shows with various people pleading, you know, prayer hands and everything. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just searched desperate in the in the search and just started sending <laughs> randomly. And then weirdly, you know, like some of the gifts were me. You're like, How did you do this? Like, Don't it doesn't matter. Get me on the fucking show.
2: So Hell's Pit. Hell's Pit. Hell's Pit was first Pit. referenced in the Shangri-La album, uh, Right On Welcome it to was. the Show. And it, it's 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 kind of interesting to me because I feel like whenever the Ray Shangri-La came out, we all knew, or at least the jugglers at the time knew. I didn't. I wasn't listening to this music at the time. But the people back then assumed that okay, well, this is the end of the world. This is going to be the darkest, most wickedest shit that ICP could ever come up with, and then that's it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And then uh, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> that was not- <laughs> work of fucking art. That was not it's the beautiful. case. And
2: and we, when we talked about it. Fucking love that record. It changed Great. my mind and became my favorite Joker card. Um, oh shit! It, it, it took over Jekyll Brothers. I still love Jekyll Brothers, but this it, it took Ooh. it took precedent. But aside from the track Hell's Forecast, there was nothing else quote unquote like dark and wicked. Um,
4: no.
2: I mean, there's a couple tracks like uh, Murder Rap, but I mean that's a cover and yeah. the staleness, but it's kind of them kind of making fun of it. in in a a way. (laughs) Right. It was a very fun album overall. But they did announce that Hell's Pit was going to be an album that would come out. I think it was supposed to come out in 03 and then it got pushed back. But this is a a record that I think this is what people wanted The Wraith to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because where The Wraith Shangri-La is super happy positive, this is not literally Mm -hmm. at all. It's
1: very not that. Nope, nope,
2: nope. Um, This is... The darkest record that ICP has made, I would say, up until
1: 2015. I texted you after my first listen of this mm-hmm. and actually said they finally did it. You have you have referred to different projects of psychopathic <laughs> records as dark through, for a very long time. And every <laughs> single one, I'm like, this is just them being murder clowns like they always <laughs> are. And then I get to this and I'm like, they... They fucking did it. I got to hand it to yes. them. They've done it. This is dark. This is bleak. <laughs>
2: so this album released in 2004. Um, there's two different versions of it. The tracks are exactly the same, but they did come with DVDs similar to the Ray Shangri-La. Um, the mm-hmm. one has the Bootlegged in Denver um, tour concert DVD. And the other has, uh, I think there's another show on there, but it also has the Bowling Balls video which is notable for being a, I think f- at one point it had the record for the longest music video at like 24 oh. minutes long because it was essentially a mini movie, but it also mm. was filmed in 3d. It has 3d glasses in it and, um, it was filmed in HD. So that was like a big testament to them. It was a pretty decent sized production. Um, and, uh, unfortunately the version that I have does not have the, the bowling balls DVD. But we will talk about that music video whenever we talk about the Psychopathic The Videos DVD because the video in its entirety is on there, um,
3: which oh, cool. is pretty cool. Neat. The the uh, the version that I bought um, when I was uh, 14 uh, was the uh, was the 3D Bowling Balls mm-hmm. movie version, and I loved it. I um, in fact I still have um, I still have that DVD somewhere in my house. I don't think I still have the 3D glasses, mm. but. I watched the fuck out of it, you know. I, I was like, "This is very, very good." Even though, you know, looking back now, it's like, it's up there with any B movie, you know. It's, it's but not it's also amazing, like poor.
2: But it's yeah for, for what ICP was able to do with their own production. I think it's really well It's incredible.
3: Done. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I I, I totally uh, I totally get it. So yeah, um, it's it's inter- Like whenever they released the CD two, is they had I think two different stickers that determined which it showed which version. Of the DVD mm-hmm. you got, um, but nowadays they don't have that. So I have another copy. I think I have actually two more copies of Hell's Pit. One was from the uh, the first six box that they released, and the other one was from the stupid mystery box that they did like two months ago.
3: Oh yeah, took yeah, yeah. Ten
2: CDs for twenty bucks, but they don't have the stickers uh, yeah. on them. So I don't know if I have one of the bowling ball ones or not. And I'm not going to bother uh-huh. opening them to determine whether or not I do. They'll probably just get thrown <laughs> away or given to somebody. I don't know but yeah so this this record uh they worked on it for for ages from what it seems like but i think at this uh if i remember right at the end of um you said before that you had listened to the um behind the paint audiobook and i believe that jay briefly talked about um you know around the wraith era um and just after that because it ends around the wraith um is when he uh Shaggy I think was going through some problems um, he was he was drinking a lot um, yeah so obviously this was a different uh, mindset that he would have been in maybe whether it was you know lack of focus or, or anything like that but Jay um, I believe he said like he didn't want to make this record um, but it was kind of something that he had to do mm-hmm. and as such he had to put himself in a really really like dark mindset. I think I remember reading somewhere that he said he, he watched a lot of like murder documentaries and, and shows that, that like exclusively talked about that. Which, I mean, that's if you if that's all you do, that's mm-hmm. gonna put you in like a not good headspace and it's gonna make you feel like crap. And I think it does yeah, show he- throughout this record.
3: He said similar things in the past too about uh, Dark Lotus. Is that he'll yeah. uh, he had mentioned like I I don't even like performing the songs like they're just they're just too dark. There's too this or too that, uh, which is funny. I think it's the albums he doesn't want to uh, write or record or perform that I like the most. Somehow I'm just like <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. This is very good. Thank you, Joe. That's,
2: that sounds like bizarre. A lot. Bizarre. Like it was just records that he just did because. They had to. They wanted to get out of their contract, and so right. where I mean, we kind of joked about it, like, "Oh, were they phoning it in?" But meanwhile, like, I love the album. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're great. I mean, there are some some low tracks on there. Don't get me wrong. Of
3: course, but uh-huh. there's
2: some of like their most popular songs in there. Let's go all the way is absolutely fantastic. It's kick ass. Uh, great cover. Tilt to yep. is wonderful. Like, really, really good. Obviously, mm-hmm. those are two of the best tracks, and they made the videos for them. But still, like, it seems like the stuff that you know, whether it was made because it was to maybe appease one group over another, that, like, whether that was what he wanted to do or not is, is irrelevant. It's the stuff that, w- what registers for the fans, and what they like, that's what you have to do unfortunately. <laughs> and this is a record where only a handful of these songs, I think, are, are performed uh, regularly at concerts. Um, but it's I could, I could understand that. Yeah, like, they're few and far in between. And I think they did, at the one gathering, perform this record beginning to end. Um, oh, but I nice. cannot remember for sure. Um, but yeah, so as far as production goes, um, this was pretty average compared to, uh, not, not saying the production was average, but rather who worked on it um, was mm-hmm. pretty customary for the time. Uh, we have production by Mike P., uh, Fritz the Cat, and, uh, and Eshawn. Uh, with a little bit of uh, Violent J Strudan, uh here and there, but those are the primary people. We got no Lavelle on this one, um, despite him coming into Psychopathic recently. Um, but it's just those. And three, we also but... have <coughs> no guests at all on this album. That is true, with the exception of some some background vocals. Um, there are no other actual artists from Psychopathic on this album. It is Shaggy and Jay. All the way. Exclusively. Um, and uh, Juggalo is never said at all on this uh, on this route, uh, record. Fact. Uh, as, uh, as Jay has said, he does not want to see one Juggalo in Hell's Pit.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and also, one, one more thing that's uh, that should be noted is the actual wraith itself. It is a different uh, design yeah. compared to the one mm-hmm. on the Ray Shangri-La. The Ray Shangri-La has uh, horns on his head and has uh, its hand outstretched palm up. Whereas on this one, uh, there's no horns and the hand is outstretched, palm facing down. And what's ironic is the wraith on Hell's Pit is actually the good wraith. So the wraith on the Shangri-La cover is actually tricking you. He's actually, he has his hand outstretched uh, with his palm facing up as if he's going to guide you. But in reality, he's doing that so he can grab you and pull you down to Hell's Pit. Whereas the wraith on the Hell's Pit cover has his uh, palm facing down because he's reaching down from Hell's Pit to pull you out.
3: Now, is that why one of them has horns, the other one does not?
2: It's quite possible. I mean, the horns mm-hmm. obviously would sense. make you more sinister. Um, So, I don't know. I, I can't ask the Shaggy 2-Dope who designed it. <laughs> that was his <laughs> reasoning.
3: Well, get Ouija <laughs> eventually to ask Shaggy the next time they're on tour it, when tours start no, happening. No, no, no. They it, can just yeah. do it
2: on their streams because now Ouija Mac is doing that, so
3: oh yeah we'll just just do that
2: so yeah i'll text him
3: during a twitch stream and be like okay you text shaggy we have a wraith of shangri-la slash hell's pit era question um there was one other difference i can't remember what it was there was there was the hand there was the horns it
2: might Uh, is it the the um the raven is the positioning of the raven yeah yeah the
3: raven's like looking the other direction or something right
2: the mm, let me see in in the in the book there's also another uh book um, that has just the it has all of the Joker cards in it with like some pictures mm-hmm. from the era. Um, it actually does not. Sh- oh wait, Shangri La. Yes, the Raven is facing uh, the opposite direction. He's facing away from the Wraith, um, where on Hell's Pit he's actually facing uh, the Wraith's face. I'm not sure what that would what that would signify.
3: Um, let's make wild assumptions.
2: Uh, let's. <laughs> uh, okay, so on the Wraith Shangri La, which is the bad Wraith. He's looking
1: away. Our left, his right. Yeah,
2: so away. From <laughs> so keep the that
1: rain. in mind. Yeah. Um. All
2: right.
0: Hmm. All
4: right. Oh, you know what's, what? Yeah. What's the most fucked up? Thing? No, I just googled
3: it. Now it turns out it was actually just a mistake from Shaggy because he was drinking a lot at the time. <laughs> 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 I shouldn't make jokes about Shaggy being a fucking drunk.
2: Damn. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're never gonna get a a a. a Artist uh, from Psychopathic on this podcast <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Sign off right now <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I think that that's A lot of preamble for this As we're We've almost a half hour in A
1: fuck oh ton of God. preamble but, but,
2: but you know what, I think it was necessary for, for what we're about to jump into
1: So We've all been having fun, that's what matters Yeah, exactly
2: So, as we do Every episode, every Every single one Every single one Without fail, <laughs> we have. We gotta crack
1: open a motherfucking Fago. A
2: motherfucking Fago, and I have to run to my fridge real quick to grab mine.
1: And yeah, go ahead, put your headphones down and run to the fridge to grab them.
2: You're an asshole.
1: So while Mike can't hear us, we can talk shit on him like I always oh, do. Oh my god, yeah, his voice is like nails on a fucking I still room. hear you! I'm, I'm so glad that we terrible. can Yeah.
3: Oh my god, it's. it's and it's the worst part is what BC! it is, yeah.
1: The worst part is that his headphones like are sitting there, and just you can hear them through his right, fucking right mic. So, like, oh my god! Yeah,
2: no. As an audio engineer, I'm the, the guy is just, just a mess. It's, it's, can't hear you just yet, but now I'm putting the headphones back on. And, and now he's on. putting them back on. <laughs> and
1: yeah, welcome back, Mike. Uh, I hope you were really nice to me. What a great guy. He's
2: <laughs> love this so, yeah,
3: guy. It's like the voice of an angel. Really. I, I can't
2: wait to re listen <laughs> to this episode
1: <laughs> after I
2: catch his, up on the last like ten that I have
1: his headphone discipline is perfect. It's it's not a single time has he ever taken them off and caused a shit ton of echo through his microphone. <laughs> no, never. Never. So, Mike, what do you have over there? I have a two and a half
2: liter genuine Fago, old fashioned, draft style rip beer. Hey. Uh, so I'm the only one who drinks it here, of- so I'm gonna just
1: literally drink it from this big ass bottle.
2: <laughs> I'm hooked. So-
1: the, the Wraith was like kind of the end like the sh- Shangri-La was kind of the end of an era of sorts But Hell's Pit is kind of the true wrap-up of everything Indeed, Yes It's also this is the this is the end of my my notebook Oh my this god is the la- This takes up the Whoa. last three pages of it I'm close to mine so um, yeah wow. And so I decided that it would be good to you know have things come full circle And I would have a nice genuine fago delicious Shaggy's Nutbag grape <laughs>
4: Nice Very cool.
1: (laughs) Y'all thought it was gonna be red pop, but it was not. I
2: almost went to buy red pop because since it's so bitter and this is such a bitter album, I thought that I might need to put myself (laughs) in that mindset.
1: But I just had the the root beer still chilling. Now, Mitch, we did not tell you to do this at all.
3: But I knew you guys did it. But I knew you guys did it. So what I have here next to me is an ice cold. Glass of water from the fridge because I don't <laughs> drink soda anymore because it ruins my stomach. But I will let, I will, I will have you know that in my refrigerator right now, there is a, there is a glass bottle of rock and rye <gasps> that I keep in there oh, shit. for, uh, j- j- just, just, just for the juggalo spirit, you know? I That's can't beautiful. drink it because even a, even a sip of, uh, soda now on my, on my, on my horrid little stomach, uh, it'll, It'll aggravate Uh, my uh, acid reflux. That is, that's That's right, fellas. I will experience GERD symptoms if I have a drop of this stuff now. I am so. (laughs) You can catch me at an ICP show, and then I'll say, "Well, hold on, hold! Oh my god, everyone, stop the show! I think some of it got in my fucking mouth. (laughs) I'm I'm experiencing heartburn right now." Uh, That was the one nice.
1: That's the one nice thing. Whenever we did. the vip thing because like i get super thirsty throughout concerts because it's like i'm i'm moving and sweating and stuff uh-huh. and so by the end of it i'm like i need to go get something to drink but at an icp <laughs> show it's like i just need to like go to the front or wait for fago armageddon where i get to go on stage and i just chug some before i Look chuck it that. into the crowd that's, dope. <laughs> yep,
2: that's that's how you do it
1: that's how you do it i still so, have uh, the first uh,
2: the first bottle that hit me in the head back in uh, <laughs> back in 2009 i got it somewhere i don't know where it is but man, you have a Rock and Rye and that's my favorite flavor and I can't fucking find it anywhere right now.
3: It is also my favorite flavor. I love it. I still I still dream about it now, just Rock and Rye. It was it was so good. Now, I'm from California, right? So we don't sell Fago here. Mm-hmm. ICP had such an oh. impact, uh, you know, during my years as a juggalo, that our local hot topic started selling Fago just because of wow. like the juggalos so. that came in. Now, <laughs> they would sell these room temperature bottles of Fago, <laughs> small <laughs> bottles, not two liters. Small personal size, even smaller than that. Just a not very big bottle of Fago for, and this was back in
4: 2004. $5. Oh, five, oh,
3: $5 dollars and my Christ. dumb ass would go in there and buy it. <laughs> Every time I went to the mall, I had to have a fucking rock and ride a like, room temperature. I'm one. a juggalo,
2: I must have this Fago. This is, that, like that, they knew that, what they were doing and it worked. deems as
1: the, yeah. the most sacred drink of all. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's crack these
4: let's open. Let's crack yeah? these open. And I, um, yeah, there.
2: Oh yes Very nice
4: Oh, oh
3: yeah I, I I wish that had sugar in it mm. <laughs> That's
2: delicious
3: I wish that wasn't water from my fridge
2: I'm literally holding this like a baby holds its bottle Because it's so damn <laughs> Meg and I have tiny hands Alright So this, let's, uh, let's kick root this beer off From Dollar Tree Just makes these hands look even tinier
1: <laughs> Need somebody to
2: hold
4: let's, my let's, video for
0: me.
1: <laughs> let's kick this off with the first track intro. <laughs> I'm shocked. It's an intro. Oh man, it's an intro. So we, we can have, just talk through this one. We got some and back masks. It's the intro in this. too. It is. it is. That's funny. So, got anything on those back masks, Mike? Uh,
2: actually, if I go to Genius, it actually does have it. But yeah, it's yeah, Genius backwards. does have them. Um, yeah,
1: Genius has them typed
2: out backwards. Yeah. Those sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, so give me a second and I will double-check uh, Intro health It's convenience, okay, so backwards we see uh, from every part of the world the Bishops of the church have assembled And they uh, And they played so good crows brought back more that they had uh, stored four years ago. <laughs> it's literally typed out where it says If you listen carefully to this, you can hear the voice of some innocent critter.
1: <laughs> so this is gonna. Um, in everybody. In Twenty seconds Jesus? or so. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's. Yeah, this is gonna run right into walk into the darkness. You get all this stuff and some fire crackling and- This really sets a tone, we'll we'll say that much.
2: So we'll go in and walk into the darkness.
5: i in and then i wore it to school that ain't the only thing i wore i wore a clip and some rounds a fucking killer with this new head and i'm clipping him down because i'm all out of choices and my voice is unheard you and your boys get the worst i aim your forehead at first i'm evil fires in my sky i see no diamonds it's true aim for your gut and blow your breakfast i'll behind you i'm one with the To give a fuck, like, like. We keep it and bloody for everybody I see the
0: witches every night channel 13
1: So, else. first track up, we have kind of a mirror of the first actual track of The Wraith, Shangri-La. The exact Mm. opposite. (laughs) It is... Yeah, it's definitely not cheery. No, not (laughs) at all.
3: No. I... I... I, Okay, I... I love the intro for this album. It's like one of my... It's a cool sounding intro. It's one of my faves from the project, I think, just because of it. It just has all that just there's there's that nice chorus of voices. There's the there's the sampled old religious audio. I think it sets the mood very, very nicely for the album. And when I was when I was 14 years old, because I got this album, um, I didn't go to school my first day of ninth grade. And I got my dad to drive me to the record store so I could pick up this album because that very same day was the first day of school. (laughs) <laughs> right i picked up this album i went home Your
2: priorities are, 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 were, were set
3: yeah i was i knew exactly who i was and exactly what i wanted and it was to <laughs> purchase this because i had i had not actually bought an icp album on release day until then i went uh-huh. home i put in my headphones i listened to it and just read the lyrics the beginning of this album in the name of the witch i cut the head off a of mule I thought was so fucking cool when I was 14. When I was 14, I was, I gutted it, I put it on, and then I wore it to school. Like I was like, ah, holy shit, that's so cool. That's, and I still think, you know, at 30, I still think I'm just like, that's the pretty cool line. (laughs) That's a pretty nice line. I love the first two tracks of this album. I think it's good. I think Walking in the Darkness is a pretty good chorus too. Um Oh yeah. Fritz the Cat, I believe is producing?
2: Uh, at this point? I think it is. I think he does the first handful. Let me double check. Sorry. I got to jump between. Uh, actually no, yeah, this is fine. Mike P.
3: This is Mike yeah, P. Okay. Damn. With with uh with um with Mike P's stuff, I think I really really like his instrumentals because he sees this is a uh, this is Mike P from uh, Zug Island, right?
2: Mike P. Yeah, he did the music he did for them. Did the music. Is he actually a member? I I didn't. I couldn't tell if he was or not. Yeah, I, I don't so.
1: really know. I, God, we're all fake. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I'm allowed to be. Yeah, I, that's my job on the show.
2: <laughs> I, I I feel like because I, I couldn't tell if Mike P. was was the drummer of of them or not. Mm. But
1: I mean, I figured he just did like everything. But yeah, he,
2: I I I have no idea. I'm a terrible person. I'm a I'm a set, fake juggalo. Vegas, Jugga, well i was juffalo. just gonna say
1: <laughs>
3: juffalo if you will definitely. yeah i i was just gonna say uh i think with his production you can kind of hear the the uh the sort of a grittier rock influence oh,
2: definitely yeah. definitely um, everything that i he's like that. touched. if it if it had a guitar on it it was like oh yeah it's my p <laughs> like yeah. like fritz mm-hmm. didn't really touch any of it um and who is the only one? oh? He's also one got like so, yeah. They they don't fuck with guitars. It's it's Mike P.
4: <laughs> That's <laughs> his
2: style. That's what was incorporated. Whenever they first we first heard him on Forgotten Freshness three with Run, like we knew what we were getting uh, right. with Mike P. Yeah,
3: Mike... he he um he really at like his his concepts for a song too. Just as like how a song should be worked out or the mixing. Of the vocals or anything like that like uh, shaggy's verse in this song it starts out with them sounding a little bit distorted and then halfway through Mm. it completely goes away just little things like that i think add to the song's concept a lot and uh just kind of makes it fun to listen to if you mix music you know like Mm. because it's something i didn't notice when i was 14 i was like ah they're rapping and it's dark but being 30 and listening to it i'm like that's a great decision to make as a as a producer you know like that's a really really cool thing to do
1: for the verse yeah the the guy's got a very good sense for like a lot of tone related things like even just the general sound of it like he has that good feel for like a horror movie sounding thing like like he like i I just see him like in the corner with his cape hunched over an (laughs) organ or something like that and i'm like (laughs) that's my boy that's mike p (laughs)
2: yeah um the only other thing that I that I should note on here, and it's it's an ongoing theme on here, aside from everything is shit, um, is the witch. Um, the witch. We do yes. get yep. the actual track "The Witch" later on, but um, it's referenced throughout this entire record. The witch is the devil. Um, yeah. They, that that is strictly who they refer to the devil as is the witch, um, and that's an interesting choice to me, but it's. For, for however many times that I C P has sometimes tried to loose concept a loosely held together concept rather, um, mm-hmm. this is one that actually works throughout this album. Um I they fully stick agree. Stick with it the entire time and mm-hmm. and I, I'm okay with that. It's just it's almost jarring yeah. at first to hear the the, the name The Witch. Um right. and it's only mentioned, I think, uh at the beginning of Jay's verse on this track, but it's it's a, a common theme that we hear throughout the rest of the album, so
4: at least I, I will have
1: here. I'll have a very important question to ask about that later on in this album okay. and uh I I think I think we'll it'll it'll be one we can have fun with okay <laughs> but yeah this this track uh in particular I mean like it's it's like the very beginning I was just like wow they are not presenting as like goofy clowns in this nope. this is this is definitely working for the tone that they want to set like this is You know, evoking like school shootings and stuff like that. You know, like very just. And it, it, this isn't supposed to be fun anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Again,
2: I think this wasn't meant to be a record of oh, let's have fun with this. It's no, we there's a we have to make this. Let's just do it and get it over with, the best that we can. And I I don't think I, I think there might be like maybe one track, maybe two tracks on here that has anything remotely quote unquote silly this is not right. it's it's not like well, will I'll say it right now this is not you know what no 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 I'll hold off on that until the very end. I'll, I'll do that yeah I, I think I know where I want to go with it and I'll make a quick note on my in my book for it but yeah I'll, I'll I know I'll, I'll say something say at the end of it so
1: I got nothing else on this track all right all right uh, we can go on to track number three cool suicide hotline
0: suicide hotline may i help you yeah uh well i'm about
6: to fucking kill myself listen you don't want to do that okay you don't want to do that i'm gonna there's so many fucking reasons why i don't even need to be here anymore there's i'm no gonna reason. put a slug in my fucking head yeah, you don't want to do that you wanna... Up. Everybody's time. I'm taking up. No. I got nobody. It ain't a shoulder near. I can't stay here and it's colder there wow. I don't want to look back cuz it's gonna hurt. I slice my wrist and it's gonna squirt oh. for me Holds a hate I get backstabbed and everybody holds a stake it's no roads to take them in a circle drive Busting at myself and I'm trying to survive uh, I'll disappoint you and I will let you down and I ain't got many homeboys coming around no? You don't understand no, so I don't say it, you I do. do I swear I'll put a motherfucking slug why in now, you now. I'm the only one the lonely one at home alone loading a gun thinking why not Why not?
0: Why not? Can-
1: there's no hook to this, right? This is essentially the hook, so... Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Suicide Hotline. And we have... I'm, I'm gonna be, like, referencing these a lot throughout this, because I feel like a lot of this album calls back to other albums and stuff like this. I consider a callback to Malenko. Um, hmm. In a sense. I mean, yeah, I guess, It's the second appearance of the Suicide Hotline, but this guy is not... Jay. Hmm. <laughs>
2: No, this is Shaggy.
1: <laughs> uh, Shaggy, yeah, Shaggy is the
2: operator. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh shit! And yeah. he's doing such a funny job here. Yeah, he's just really just like rambling about just hey, you know, when you have loneliness in your heart, and I just you know, like it's almost kind of it feels almost kind of uh, insulting. It, yeah, it's kind of right? like it's Yeah. Yes, yeah, and I think that's at least a little bit funny. The the you know like this is like it's weird to call it a fun song. This isn't a fun song. No, it's dark. Right. <laughs> uh, but I like the concept of the song. I like how they executed it. You know, so much of their music is them almost acting out the song like a performance, like you're listening to a play. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, and it's nice. Um, this also has a, uh, this is the first song by uh, Fritz the Cat. Yeah. And oh. we can feel that shift in something that sounds more rocky to something that just sounds kind of eerie and creepy. You know, there's no, there's no rock element to this, but it just sounds creepy you know it just sounds kind of eerie and um a thing that icp does uh particularly jay um and he does it a few times on this album is that uh there's sort of this like lyrical crescendo you know there's like this growth that says okay here's where we're starting i'm fucked up i want to kill myself i want to do this or that but with each verse he's kind of admitting a little bit more um until uh you know the last verse of the song he's like I dream about cutting heads off with of the shovel, you know? And then you know, but and then you hear Shaggy's response to those things being like, "Yeah, it's okay, oh, it's fine, to kind of being like, what? Holy shit. Um, and that growth is very, very cool because it's really good for storytelling, right? To just be like, you think you have it all in control or that you understand and it just gets worse and worse and worse. But um, it's worth noting that, you know, the song has a happy ending. Uh,
4: so that's kind of cool. <laughs> In a sense, it does have a happy ending. I don't know ending. if it
1: does. <laughs> it's it's
2: kind of left up in the air, but still... Um, to what you said about, uh, about there being kind of a crescendo. It also, um, it's, it's both between Jay, it, what he's saying, and also the, the instrumental itself, that final instrumental, uh, or the final uh, verse rather, the instrumental has changed a bit. Um, and it's, mm. it's a little bit stripped down, but I think there's a, a bit more with the percussion that seems more pronounced, um. And it's it's like a reflection of Jay's psyche, like as he's trying to say it. Like it's it's kind of subtle, but it does it does sound different than what the first two verses were. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I totally like I agree with everything you said on that one. Um, th- this is probably probably the fastest track, fastest paced track on this album, I think. Um, and uh, it, it, it's it, up there. it's up there at least. Um, but man. The, the the character that Jay's portraying here really got a raw deal for most of the
4: shit. Right, yeah. A little like, bit, yeah. This is
2: a track that, I mean, whenever... The, 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 the concept of suicide is, is... There's nothing positive about it. It is mm-hmm. depressing, it is bleak, everything about it. And this is a track... This is one of the few tracks that I've seen them perform live in concerts. Uh, they've, they've done it at random shows. Um, with, with just Jay standing there with red light on him uh you know kind of like he's like he's holding a phone up and and whatnot or holding his hatchet and shit like that and Jay's just or shaggy's just off somewhere probably yelling in the back because that's all shaggy does (laughs) but this uh this is a track that i mean as i've heard it more and more over the years i've grown to enjoy it more um and i think it's just a matter of when I was younger, I didn't care for this album all too much and I got it later than, than you did, Mitch. Um, I, pro- I got this album probably towards the end of high school. I think I might have been 17 or 18 years old when I got it.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, and there was I wasn't like a depressed kid. like I had some stuff that like kind of sucked, but this album didn't really resonate with me back then. But as I've g- gotten older and become an adult and dealt with you know life, uh, more of these songs kind of just hit different now. And so right. some of these tracks, like this
1: one, I'm just like, man, I fucking get it, yo. Know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Like it's yeah, yeah, fucking of
1: rough. Um, oh yeah, there's uh, like whenever you talk about the different verses and stuff, like it's it's very interesting how in, in the first two he's talking about a lot of the stuff that's like gone wrong for him and you know how how life has just kind of fucked him and stuff. <laughs> and I, I find it interesting where he gets into the third one, uh, where he starts talking less about like like the material things that you can see that happened to him and then he starts talking about like the effects more of just like depression that it, right like what it what has the effects that it has him. on people like his mental not being state, able to yeah. hold his memory and all that stuff and yeah
3: sad lines i mean just like oh, the yeah. line i don't hold memory for more than an hour is really sad to me <laughs> it really is
1: yeah it's it's right and specifically the line i ain't halfway there and i'm all out of time like yeah whoo <laughs> Being 30 now. <laughs> right. I'm like, shit. <laughs> God damn it.
3: Oh, and and the uh, this is the second song in a row that mentions the witch.
1: That
2: is true. Look, look yeah, at that. Yeah, at the very end of, uh, in, in the last verse. Um, is it in the last verse where he says, talking about the witch, or is it in the second? No, it's the second one. Uh, Get this, the witch has made my chest. It's permanent, lightly, visiting nest. Yeah. Right. the Which, I think... Where's my chest? Like is I think that that's a direct reference um, to, um, uh, fuck, uh, like sleep paralysis. Um,
1: mm, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I brought that up later because he, he talks about that a lot. Yeah. Like that is, that is a common theme with whenever he brings up the witch of them, like right. being on his chest when he's sleeping and stuff. Yeah. Like, or I or think like... Jay has experienced sleep paralysis.
2: Yeah, for thing. sure. I mean, he, he,
3: he has a lot of panic attacks.
2: Yeah.
1: From, from, mm-hmm. from
2: the tour from Malenko, where he you know, kind of went nuts and cut off yeah. his dreadlocks and stuff, like, that's why he started taking you know, the his antipsychotics and stuff like that, stuff to help keep him more grounded, and I mean, I doubt that it was really as much a problem during the actual time of the Wraith, because he started smoking weed <laughs> but um, but who knows, I mean, after that, like, with, with touring after the Wraith and whatnot, and you know anybody's mindset is going to you know change over time um from various reasons so maybe oh, yeah. he was experiencing them again at this period of time. i don't know mm-hmm. i would hope not because that shit is not cool
3: <laughs> no it sucks that's so, bad
2: yeah this is a track like it's bleak but i mean yeah, i mean we're track three and we already know what we're in for
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I-, I will say the end of it while one could spin that into a positive. <laughs> I kind of listened to it, and I think that it's it's kind of a reflection of the also the way that people who are depressed can be pretty good actors, it, like when it saying. comes to dealing with people close to them. Well, yeah, it's freaky, like because <laughs> he just like I mean we could play it, but like basically it's, he just it's, it's one eighty says he's got another call, and like it's his girlfriend or whatever, and he's yeah. like just talking all sweet and you know like yeah, everything's yeah, normal. It's,
3: uh, yeah, it's and he was he was like just about to pull the trigger too. He was just about to kill himself, and then that happened. So yeah. Yeah, I can see that. How it's just like it's not like it's just not a problem anymore. He's just he just didn't do it then. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And it is sad.
2: It's it's ah, uh, there's so many ways that could go. Mm-hmm. But man. Alright. I think uh I think I'm good to move let's, on to the next track.
3: Let's kill some preachers.
2: <laughs> track four CPKs. <laughs>
1: stop
0: it! Oh, stop it.
6: Into the church dressed up as an altar boy i seen a preacher he said little boy i'm a teacher put his hand up on my shoulder felt the claw of the beast i never thought it'd be so fucking easy murdering a priest we went into the confession booth he took off his clothes and cut some yay right on his bible top and ooted his nose i jammed a butcher's knife 12 inches into his gut he looked me right into my eyes while i was shaking it up preacher kill us
1: CPKs, we have us a, a track that this one to me comes off a little odd for this album because I could see this on any ICP album. Mm-hmm. I could see this like like with Hallelujah on Malenko. Like yeah, they take shots at like preachers being corrupt motherfuckers all the time, and this is that. Like this isn't like we're just murdering preachers just because. Right. This has cause.
2: Yeah. I um. I'll be straight up. i never cared for this one.
4: Um,
2: Thank
3: God, because I have that in my notes. I was like, I don't really <laughs> like this song. As,
2: as somebody, I, I think I've said this before, um, though I don't really practice much anymore, I am Catholic. Um, hmm. And I, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that the church has done, um, especially in regards to those cover-ups um, mm-hmm. that are quite possibly still happening nowadays um so this one's always kind of been like a little bit rough for me to listen to um but i mean yes i agree like this is a track that yeah it's dark but this isn't hell's pit necessary i think is is the way that we should say it um Mm -hmm. i guess it also doesn't help the fact that like as we go on um Shaggy uh, basically talks about how he is on coke while he's doing this and in the (laughs) final verse like they're drunk uh, they're on PCP like so yeah they're killing these uh, supposedly corrupt uh, uh, preachers and but you know they're fucked up while they're doing it and uh, and then they kill each other I guess it's a nobody's good here thing But Jay and Shaggy then kill each other. Um, and, uh... Oh, and then towards the end, uh, Jay says a bad word. Um,
1: oh, yeah, he does. So, which,
2: yeah. I, I will point out, I don't think we hear it as much on this album as we
1: did on the Wraith Shangri-La. Uh, I feel like there's this is the one F-bomb that I recall in this entire no, album. No, there's there's at least one another no, I don't remember, yeah. though. Yeah, there's, there's, Shaggy says at least one other. Um, so
2: yeah, that's, that's all I have to say on this one. uh, Mitch, you got anything else? Uh,
3: it's, I don't like that song. That's what I have to say. You know, it's, it's very, uh, I just, it feels out of place on the album. You know, it feels, okay. So when, um, prior to this album coming out, whatever gathering came right before that, um, during ICP's seminar, uh, there was a clip online that I saw of, of Jay, um, spitting some of his first verse or like his entire first verse to this song. He's like, this is song is called Crooked Preacher Killers, blah, blah, blah. And he was like giving a, you know, he was explaining how this is just a really dark album. and This is a song called Crooked Preacher Killers. And he does his whole verse, but he does it just completely a cappella into a microphone and does it very dark and gritty. And I, I was really excited. I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is cool. And then I, uh, I just remember, uh, hearing the finished song when the album came out and being a little bit disappointed because it just sounded so kooky. It just sounded so like (laughs) everywhere all over the place and it sounded like it was trying to be very fun. Mm -hmm. I just don't really like it that much. You know, like the only theatrical cool part at the end kind of for me is when uh, Jay and Shaggy kill themselves because there's that kind of an audio clip. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Um, They're really good at things like that and I think that that's good, but it's just, it's very skippable on the album for me, but it's also not very long. So, you know, I'll I'll listen to it, but I don't love it
2: i feel that i mean um this is probably the as far as like how instrumentals go and this is another one that was done by fritz um Mm -hmm. this is probably one of the more left field ones um compared to the rest of the uh the
1: rest of the album um this almost feels like it could have been like a mid Tech Nine track, actually. There's something mm. weird about it that, oh, like, man. ticks in my brain.
2: Oh, this totally, like, the instrumental of this could have easily been on, like, Angelic. Oh, yeah. that's, oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, oh, I don't even know if I like the fact that, that that's been brought up to me now. <laughs> Send this beat to Tech Nine and ask him to rap over it, like he would have rapped <laughs> back in 2002. Oh,
1: Jeez. my God.
2: So, uh, should yeah. we have anything
1: else on it? That's all I got. All right, let's just move on then. Track five, Truly Alone. For y'all, isolation is very damaging to people. <laughs> it's it's not what? good for you, and uh, unfortunately, depression also kind of causes people to isolate themselves. It's like a self-perpetuating thing. It's not very good, and uh, in those same lines, whenever we do it to people in the prison system, it's torture.
4: Hmm.
1: <laughs> it's not good to do to people. That's what I have about this. Fair, Mitch. What you got?
3: Uh, I uh, I love the song. I I do. Uh, I think where Fritz kind of missed the mark on the on the previous instrumental,
5: mm-hmm.
3: uh, he really nails it here. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that uh, the it's just really interesting. Uh, I love the distorted kind of I don't know what that instrument is kind of panned over here and then it's panned over here. Um, the verses get a little bit repetitive. The And I've always thought that, you know, these verses are just kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this is, this is, you know, this is, but, but they're not bad. But I think what really saves the song is that fucking verse at the end. That verse at the end, to me, is one of my favorite verses on the album. Um, and, um... I was listening to this album with a friend last night, actually, because I was on the phone with somebody and then I was like, hey, you know, what? I can't really talk tonight because I have some homework to do. I got to listen to an ICP album and take some notes. <laughs> and she was like, that's fine. That's fine. I was like, well, you know, what? if I actually set up Discord, I can have us both listen to it if you wanted to experience an ICP album for the first time. And for some reason, I have the best friends in the world. And she said yes. <laughs> so I, I was, all right, cool. Let's do it. Um, and she actually pointed out something really interesting about this. And she was like, it's a... Uh, It's interesting that in Suicide Hotline, he dreams about killing people with a shovel and then goes and does it on Truly Alone when he snaps. Oh, shit. And I go, hey, that's—I don't know if that's purposeful. Probably not. But it's a cool—it's just a cool concept for the album to say, I talked about this once here, and then here I am doing it here. I'm I'm having these dreams here, and here's it actually coming to life here. There's the witch, and then the witch is over here. It's just—I think they're really good at stuff like that, and it makes the album— as a concept album, something to listen to from start to finish. Really interesting, really fun. Um, because I've been listening to this album for years and years. I have this album on vinyl, you know, and I spin it kind of often. I never noticed that. And then her on first listen, she was like, that eh, might be something to consider. And I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm, I'm over here considering it. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, the verse nice. at the end is really, really nicely. Um, and uh, it's it sets a good tone for, like, the song coming up. Uh because of like the continuation of this story, he's uh, he's 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 lonely, he's lonely, he's lonely. He snaps, he does all this stuff, and then he just gets killed by police at the end, and then dies, you know. Um, but to me, yeah, this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album, but only because that verse at the end really saves it for me.
2: I uh, it's interesting because this is a track that again I didn't really care for it much when I was younger, and now it's it might be one of my favorites on this record. Um, nice. I actually don't mind how the first two verses are, um, because Jay, Jay should not sing. Let's just say this.
3: No. Um, <laughs> but what th- he does relentlessly. <laughs> thank,
2: thank God that they found sin and Zug Island had a good singer. Not necessarily a good writer, but a good singer. But this, what he's doing in this song is perfect over the instrumental the the instrumental is very subdued there's there's nothing like and and the majority of this album is very dark and plotting, uh with some exceptions here and there um but this one just kind of it it drones on but not i don't want to mean that in a negative light like it's it's perfect for what the song is about and i actually enjoy (laughs) the the way that jay is is has the first two
1: verses structured um, it's within his range. He's he he can he can manage singing within that kind of a range. And he's not like, belting. He's, he's not belting, yeah. which he can't do. He really can't he, do. B- and yet he tries so often.
4: <laughs> he
3: just wants to sing all the time. He, who is going, no? Go who is going to tell him no? Go for it. Who
1: is <laughs> going to tell him no? He's Violent J. Damn it. Um, he wants to have fun. Then, Let him have fun. But then, yeah, <laughs> we get that
2: final verse, which is the customary uh, long Violent J verse that we would have, uh, (laughs) common from 2002 to about 2005, um, where it's, it's a direct switch. Um, we don't have this soft-spoken person who's just talking about, you know, the things that are, uh, you know, going wrong for him right now or what's, what's in his mind. And he clearly does just snap and his voice changes to be, you know, the darker gravelly kind that he has at this, at this period of time. Um... And just goes off, and his storytelling—I mean, people can can bash ICP for whatever they want. Okay, it's very easy to, Mm
4: -hmm. especially
2: you know if you're not in in, you know familiar with their stuff. But damn, Jay can write a good story, like plain and simple. Because this verse that's here, this final verse, okay, yes, it's longer than the first two, but what he's saying in there paints a very vivid picture. that you know exactly mm-hmm. what's happening. There's nothing surprising about it. And that's, it, it's great. And it does, it, it does cap off the track really, really nicely. Like, I, yeah. I, it, it is a standout to me
1: because of
2: that. It's, it's, yeah. it, this one does have layers that, that really benefits at the
0: very end.
3: Multiple times while uh, listening to this album with my friend who had never heard like a full ICP. I mean, maybe they had heard a song here or there, but this is, you know, an entire album they heard dating we were listening to it uh (laughs) probably not god no (laughs) um but but the uh the they had mentioned multiple times uh throughout the album that this is a really cool album to listen to just while like closing your eyes um and just kind of laying in bed because it it's painting such a story the whole time you know like my mind is always imagining what they're saying and it's like it's like a horror movie, you know. And I'm like, yes. Well, that's that's the project. That's I mean, that's especially this album, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I would agree though. The the uh, though I called the verses repetitive. I also wrote down here that um, maybe they're sort of meant to be, you know, like the, they they uh, they are repetitive, but the things that he's talking about, the ways that he's saying it, and I would agree. Yeah, he he's uh, he's singing, but it's perfectly in his range. It doesn't sound strained at all. He's not belting uh it's a standout song for me too
4: what what yeah
1: you really really feel like the monotony of that kind of life through it as Mm -hmm. as you're going along and the only the last thing that i had to bring up was just something that genius has highlighted that somebody put an annotation for and that's the blue light special line (laughs) because they felt the need to explain what a blue light special is which is is a weird thought to me because i didn't I guess I never realized growing up that that was exclusive to Kmart. Like, they were, they're like the store that made that, and no one else ever did it. So it's just like, who doesn't know what the fuck a blue light special is? <laughs> I guess that's, uh, that's regional, I suppose.
3: <laughs> this feels very, um, particular too, but I, I also noticed while listening to the whole album start to finish, there's a lot of, like, references to, like, Stores like that, I guess. There's, there's either like Kmart or there's this other. I mean, they'll talk about convenience stores as well. There's 7 Seven
1: Eleven here. Right, right, right. So I was, and, I was uh, thinking about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where
2: a lot of times, I, I think, I think that ICP, where they they're talking, they talk in the past about like the people that they aim for, like who they kill and whatnot, and they're all like. Mm -hmm. bad people you know and shitty people but then like okay we 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 read and and talked about the pendulum comic series which was icp killing a lot of demons in particular this album is very like grounded in reality for a a significant portion of it um Mm -hmm. i mean the next track is 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 throwing that out the window but a lot <laughs> yeah. of this is, is based in the sense of No, like this is the real world is a dark place. Mm-hmm. And and there's no like holding back on that. So Yeah. I totally understand why they're, you know, referencing, you know, the seven eleven or or the Super Kmart and stuff. Like mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, you don't know if if you're gonna, you know, interact with the wrong person at these places. Right. Have you walked into a Walmart? <laughs> like dear god You say the wrong, per- wrong thing to a person At Walmart and you know They're going to act this shit out Except for you know a, a test model Of a chainsaw I don't think that that's going to be available Anywhere mm.
1: <laughs> If you do manage to find a Kmart You might actually run into some cryptids though <laughs> The Kmart itself is a cryptid Honestly <laughs>
4: <laughs> so.
1: so yeah uh, Anything else on Truly Alone I think that's it Yep. Alright, track number six, Every Day I Die. I tried
5: to shaggy i stepped up off of my porch and it was dark as fuck i couldn't see not even with the torch i hear the streets talking and they aware of my move. they whispering and swinging from the trees above i hear the loons i try to jog a little Pro eyes glow like cats demonic zombies running up on me i slap them with the bat From the rays of the darkness They powerful and burn you something heartless Uh. I hear a giant thumping Some kind of ogre or something I see the phantom screaming As this giant behemoth is coming And it swung at me I felt the rip My head went spinning And flipping and rolling And finally landed in position I could see my body still standing Headless as fuck It finally fell But what the hell Still got my nugget But I'm stuck I can't move Fuck I'm only a face Why even try on top of that it's a centipede crawling in my eye I die. I die. Back to the another time, so I, I too much time on my hand.
0: I tried to visit Jay. I walked out into the
1: cold We have a continuation of ICP just dropping quotes from everywhere This time a sticks quote. And you may laugh about that, but I listened to it and I was like, that's rhythm, right? That is the rhythm. That is the too much time on my hands rhythm. You cannot <laughs> take this one from me. So their hell is just like a Sisyphean immortality where it's just keep trying to go see your pal die. Try again. Mm-hmm. You'll make it. They won't make it. They just can't do it. The rock will never make it up the hill, etc., etc. et cetera. Right. Uh,
2: so uh, one thing to note real quick, uh, Fritz, uh, Fritz the cat. Uh, thanks for, thanks for coming. Uh, move out of the way. Your three tracks on this album are done. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Damn. So uh, this is Mike P. So we have it flips between uh, Mike P. and uh, Esham through the rest of the album. Uh, I'll make note of that as necessary. But hey, we could have guessed this was Mike P. because there's big ass fucking guitar in the chorus,
3: mm-hmm. and he oh, yeah. does he does well on this track too. Like you can feel the Mike P. shift here to just be like, "All right, we're in hell now, and we're rocking, <laughs> baby. <laughs> we're, that's sure. what we're doing in hell. We're rocking out."
2: <laughs> yep. One uh, the first note that I put was in all caps. The loons.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Any
2: time they mention the loons, it's just it's just a nice little callback to way back on the Ringmaster.
1: Yeah, I went back to listen to some of the Ringmaster because of this album.
4: Really, really,
1: <laughs> yeah. I I've talked before about how the Ringmaster is a really good album. I just forget repeatedly that like, holy shit, it's got so many good oh, songs man, on it. Nice song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the loons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to look it up because it comes up later spoilers and I was oh, like, what was that song called? And I'm like boop boop. It wasn't called that line that everybody knows from it <laughs> Well, we'll find out later And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, that song rules and I to him like this is still great <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, The only other note that I have and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll switch it over to whoever wants next uh, this song, while I never really like listened to it much before, uh, this is a legit fear that I have. <laughs> like, yeah, like the the idea of just uh, an unending hell where you repeat death over and over and over again. Oh wow, it is fucking scary, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 coupled with like the idea of pain and. Going insane because of it. It's very, mm-hmm. very, very creepy. It makes me think um there was actually a uh, I never read it, but there was actually a uh, a Batman comic about that where um uh-huh. I think it was the Joker had ended up getting this power where he basically repeated killing Batman over and over and over again in like various different ways. and Batman went <laughs> oh, insane shit. for it and like needed serious help after. They were able to eventually defeat the Joker. Like it's a very scary thought, and this is—it's not as like drawn out on this song, but obviously it's implied that that's like what is happening. And yeah, yeah. it just irks me. <laughs> I won't be listening <laughs> yeah. to the song too much after, but still, just something I need to point out.
3: I love the song. I I think that uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the. Uh, like the concept album aspects of this album you know and i like the idea of you know the songs that actually tie into one another the end of uh truly alone him getting shot you know he kills a bunch of people and then he dies and then it's his transition into hell after that point you know um mm-hmm. and the continuation of that is just really really cool to me the way that the beat changes is really really nice i think that uh mike p did an incredible job uh and um as far as like the even within the song itself that has a lot of imagery in it there's just i mean this was the song that my friend had actually pointed out like they're they're talking about a lot here and you can just imagine it there's just this story and uh you know in jay's uh, verse he talks about getting his head ripped off right but then in shaggy's verse he has that line that says uh i seen a headless body that resembles jay's but i doubt it and i think that's just funny and cool you know it's just <laughs> like he was just talking about a thing that just, like it makes the whole thing feel very linear you know like yeah. this is actually happening as they're saying it uh so yeah for me it's uh it's a really cool track i love the instrumentals a lot of cool visuals in the song and uh shaggy references the witch this is this is another witch reference in the song
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's right I, I like that uh i like that shaggy insists that he still keeps his hatchet on him in hell
4: <laughs> yeah he has well, to yeah. say it twice yeah
1: why wouldn't that's, you come on that that's an interesting turn to this because this isn't them like This is almost kind of like a Dante's Inferno thing. Yes. Where like, you know, like in Dante's Inferno, he is like kind of taking the tour of hell. Mm -hmm. Like the way that he writes it, like he is being taken through all of this and seeing all of this stuff. And they are like putting themselves through this experience and telling it to us because Shaggy is rapping as Shaggy. Mm -hmm. Like no one else has their hat would would. No one else could possibly get their hatchet into hell. Shaggy <laughs> is the only one who could yeah, do he it. snuck it in. Use that prison pocket. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh... Life finds a way. The the only other thing that I have on this is the outro, which leads into the next track where you have... Pills, like, pills, pills! That, and you also hear somebody like whining in the background, and it, it reminded me, cause... I spend a lot of time at work uh, with Seinfeld playing in the background. Nice, and it just reminded me of the episode where, where Kramer is like arrested under suspicion of being a serial killer, and he's being interrogated, and like this guy's just sitting there like like going in on him, like full bad cop, and Kramer's just like,
4: ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny,
1: and that's all I was hearing throughout the entire outro of this.
2: Oh, uh, one more thing before we move on, um, we are hearing so much violent J.
4: Yeah, Shaggy yeah, gets
2: almost no play on this record, especially not in the mm-hmm. beginning of
1: songs. Yeah, unfortunately, no. think, he has all the second I think, verses. I, think, so I, think, he only, I think he only
2: gets like maybe three or so tracks where he's the first verse. <laughs> and it's really disappointing. Mm-hmm. We, talk, we talked about well, that I, so much, especially like early on. But it's like, holy fuck. And, we've come full circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real quick, Mitch, you mentioned about like, you know, you enjoy the idea of this, like with the concept of this. Mm-hmm. is this the most that they have stuck to a concept on a joker's card album
3: i think yes i think in my opinion yeah because you know the concepts will be loose they'll kind of be introduced at the beginning of a joker's card and you know the story of each of the joker's cards is they're all very similar they're all just like judgment you know hey don't you be a piece bad? of shit yeah exactly <laughs> And then, hey, turn the crank. Where where are you going? And then this... But then they're just like, oh, but this guy judges you. Where are you going? You know? I feel Um, like I've
1: had this rant on on an episode before. (laughs) But
3: uh, the actual concepts of the album, you know, they kind of sprawl out from there. You know, like, they're about anything. And then there's kind of a wrap-up at the end sometimes. Sometimes there's not. But um, this one really sticks with it. This one really is just like... I mean, we see concepts like The Witch over and over again. Mm -hmm. And we see, you know, like... There was a lot of foresight in their decision to even just like not um b- b- not use the word juggalo mm-hmm. on the track or on on the yeah. on yeah. on the record you know um so I think they were just thinking about it a lot more and um made for a really interesting release because ICP albums have always kind of even when they're not concept albums, they're kind of concept albums, you know, even if they're just loosely like that. And I took a lot of I, – I still take a lot of influence from ICP in the way that I make music, the way that I make a living, the way that I run merchandise, the just the, a lot of it, right? And one of those that really bled through a lot was uh, listening to so much ICP when I was younger. My My records will bleed into one another. My songs will bleed into one another. You'll hear the end of one song at the beginning of another – and um, i put a lot of thought into stuff like that. So this album in particular, it does it a lot. Mm-hmm. It does it a whole bunch uh, mm-hmm. and even lyrically. So, yeah, I, I would say this is the most – this has to be the most that they've, like, stuck to one theme or stuck to many themes that all made sense throughout the album, you know?
2: I feel that. Yeah, it's, it's just we, – we mentioned before on, on episodes how it's like, okay, here's a Joker's card album. This is the thing where they, you know, they put the most effort into it and this is what they want to talk about. And mm-hmm. oh, it's the great Malenko! Here you go. And then okay, we're doing a song. Blah blah blah. Got a name drop, great Malenko. There he is. There's there's right. the Malenko <laughs> w- waving uh-huh. that wand. And then two songs later, hey yeah, that guy Malenko. Boom. Yeah, he's back. And that's the thing. <laughs> it's 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 almost like they they just have to do the name drop to just remind you that oh yeah, that's the so- that's the album you're listening to, and this mm-hmm. is a character that we've come up with, but. Maybe we we're only actually doing one song about it.
3: About it, yeah. And that's
2: mm-hmm. the thing. I think that it got a little bit better as in some of the older ones, like Malenko. They they did a decent job of it, and and um, Jekyll Brothers and the Wraith. I think they did a very good job of establishing like what those characters were throughout more mm-hmm. of the songs. But on some of the earlier ones, it's it's very very um, lax. Uh, if, if I want to, if I want to use that that kind of word, um, right. so yeah. But I, I do, I do totally agree with how you were saying about like with with the tracks kind of bleeding into each other. This album does that entirely. There are no like cold ends
4: on Mm-mm, any right? of the no, songs. No, it's
3: all one from the other, so, which is good. Yeah, their their Joker's cards. I've noticed uh, really. I mean, they got better as time went on, in my opinion, even just conceptually. If you know, because my favorite is, you know, it's probably one of the earlier ones. I really do like uh Ringmaster, I really do like Riddlebox. Um, but Carnival of Carnage is uh, it's a Joker's card. Yeah. It's the but like it's their first attempt at doing this thing, but then the very next Joker's card, now this is ICP. I get it. The Carnival, the mm-hmm. the the music, the instrumental, they they just nailed it right I mean, the growth between Carnival of Carnage to Ringmaster.
1: Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
2: It's
3: huge. <laughs> like it's, it's just it's so much. Like it feels like a different project. I think you know? it's partially it's, because it's
2: When Carnival of Carnage came out, I mean, I, I don't think that they were fully on board with.
3: They were still clowns. kind of in between. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. They
2: were kind of still inner city posse mm-hmm. uh, until Jay allegedly had a vision of a carnival. Okay, so <laughs> right. I think there was only so much that they could do with jumping. You know, head first into this concept and it's very like sporadic on the actual Carnival Carnage record, especially when you technically had three members of the group and I'm sure Mm -hmm. the one wasn't fully on board with it. Mm
4: -hmm. So,
2: you know, they had to then, you know, regroup after album one and then literally kind of start from scratch and be like, no, we have to do it this way. Like this is what we're about, and then they did. Right. And yeah, I mean, it, it did progressively get more and more with you know their their idea of what the carnival was about and everything. And yeah, I
3: think it just became more thoughtful mm-hmm. And that that sort of uh, you know that hits its peak almost with uh, the Wraith, uh, both with Shangri La and Hell's Pit, mm-hmm. where they were like, this this is the story, and you hear it throughout the whole album, you know. Um, yeah. And they didn't necessarily do that with like Riddle Box or something, you know, which are great albums, but they're you know they're great ICP albums. But as far as telling a continuous story, I think this album probably does it the best, in my opinion.
2: Okay, for sure. I I I, I am I'm down with that assessment.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So up next we got track seven, the night of the forty-four. It's
4: one of those nights. Another no, one of those it's
5: nights. Two thirty in the morning, <laughs> and I'm fully loaded, fully fucking loaded. Full oh, no. I ran into a gas station and blew somebody head off their neck. I thought it was a dream, but then I look and see that I'm a bloody wreck. My God. I can't run to my mama's house. I know that she would never understand. I might as well be a man and finish what the fuck I began. Fuck it, it's on. I walked on. out and started walking away like I ain't, seen a thing. I ain't seen a fucking thing. I went across the street and walked up to the drive-through window at a Burger King. Burger King. I knocked on a glass and a kid leaned out to tell me they were closed Close this I blew a hole in his face and his boy was like Cam, you got hoes, Tommy, you got (laughs) hoes I feel ready to die, but it's taking so long The world's
0: so wicked, the world's so wrong I just keep moving, I'll keep trying to stay strong The world's so wicked, the world's so wrong Show them dick bitch asses Thinking they ain't about to get shot Man, fuck that
1: I started we finally thoughts. made it to the sequel yep. <laughs> of the Night of the Axe first reference on the juggler ever <laughs> literally
2: first referenced on the track the juggler from Carnival of Carnage yeah.
1: yep yeah all all the way up here <laughs> we finally have it um this one's kind of another one that I feel uh lands in a less serious way than a lot of the other tracks do
4: yeah for sure
1: this cuz it, it's a lot like night of the axe where it's just kind of like that's it I just I have my, not, not my chosen people. weapon and we're just, we're doing the murder thing and mm-hmm. we're having a blast they make a little reference to a commercial that I didn't remember uh, but genius has a thing on it there's a Mountain <laughs> Dew commercial featuring Davy and Goliath the you got hosed thing mm. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was either nor did I bother looking up the commercial <laughs> Uh, it's it's on genius oh, like it? they just had a oh, uh, they had it embedded know. in there like in the annotation yeah so uh yeah it's it's the night of the fucking 44 you know i think that like, this one is done by uh, Esham, which would make sense. that's what i was going that's what i was thinking while yep. i was listening to it i was like this is isham and icp I-sh- sure yeah, P- mm-hmm.
4: there's worked. there's
1: no way <laughs> you hear like the first notes of that and you're like yeah this is <laughs> That like early mid two thousands rap stuff, Esham did this, this is <laughs> for sure. Not something Mike P did. <laughs> no, no. no, when it's, you have to choose between like... Mike P and Esham, it's like a night and day difference. I wouldn't have even given this to Fritz, honestly. No, like, right. this yeah, like it. this feels
3: much more hip hop. <laughs> mm-hmm. It feels yeah. much more just like hard rap, you know. And I like the song. I, I don't love the song for some reason, but I I uh, I do like it a lot. It 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 uh, what is it's it's a I mean I have this in my notes again, which is weird because it's not that fun of a song, but for me it's kind of a fun song. And you know, he's he's using the imagery again of just I'm in a I'm in a gas station, or I'm in a 7-Eleven, I'm just killing these people. Um which is very, very hell's pit like, and then he has that uh he has a part in the song. Even if I don't love the song completely, he does that thing again where he just kinda switches his rapping style and then he just delivers a very good fucking verse. Yeah. Um he has that uh what is, what is that line about holding up the hostages? Yeah, I was literally just kid. looking oh, yeah. at that one here. I
2: actually love that part. Police started surrounding the building part. and I got into the hostages, but I fronted like I did, holding up some dead kid. Instead of coming out, they said, don't bother, and started shooting the corpse I'm holding up and got no head and they ain't stupid.
3: That's <laughs> the so way it's good. wrapped is
2: really, really, it's, it's different. It's f-
3: he did great. But
2: oh, yeah. uh, I lo- that.
1: that's a good mental image. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. fucking dumb.
3: Yeah, he kind of like
1: free verses it whenever it comes in. It's just like this is fucking good. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it's it's like so. It's just so. Uh, it's very very well executed. And as far as rapping goes, I mean, like you know, we can accept ICP aren't the best rappers, but sometimes they kind of are. <laughs> sometimes they just really like nail it, and you're like, dude, you can do this. this is this is really really good? I think this is one of those yeah. examples because he's he's just uh, the way that he delivers lines. It's not just yeah. rapping. It's not just like listening to like. Um, like a necro song or something like that, where it's more hip hop than it is death rap mm. you know this is this is uh this is actually just like performed in front of you, and I love that I love the line at the end uh where he said uh somebody blew my head off all I heard was woof that the, the, <laughs> that sort of a woof sound that he makes um I think he rhymes that with the word shoot or something. Uh, it, it's just creative. It's just cool, and I think he executes it really well. That part is so sick to me. So, yeah, even if the song is somewhere in the middle for me, it's another one of those examples where Jay just throws in a verse at the end where I'm like, oh, okay, actually, I love this song. Actually, this song's amazing. Thank you, Violent Jay.
2: Yeah, is it, like I've, I've mentioned before, like I said, this is, this is an era of Jay just doing stupid, like, long, drawn-out verses. This doesn't really have that, mm-hmm. but, like, what he does at this time period is both commendable and also, holy shit, let other people have the spotlight sometimes. Um, yeah. I know that when we talked, uh, Shmee, remember we talked about on um the song uh, Sticky Icky Situations from ABK's Hatchet mm-hmm. Warrior, where his verse is literally over a minute long. <laughs> oh, and I Jesus love it. It's one of my favorite God. Violent J verses ever, but you were like, Holy fuck, Violin J, shut the fuck up! <laughs> but I mean, it's Ain't It's not bad whenever it's, album. <laughs> it's, it's. It's not bad whenever it's on his own album. Um, the only other thing on here of note is uh, there is a back masked uh, outro. Uh, I, yes. will, I will try to decipher it. Um, dot 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 is the devil. The witch is everywhere. Some of us have woken up in the n- middle of the night with the witch sitting on our chest taking the mm-hmm. air from our lungs. Fuck the witch. Oh, i yeah. proud of that. Uh, yeah. Again, just reiterating the, the sleep paralysis, uh, the, the sleep demons. Um, to, to be real, for a moment, has anyone, have, have either of you ever experienced that?
3: Yes. No. Yes, I have. You have? Many times, actually. Yeah.
2: Um, I have experienced it once. Ooh. I've experienced sleep paralysis once. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not cool. I didn't, like, mm-hmm. panic, but I remember, like, being up and, and, like, I could look around, but I my body would not move, and that wasn't cool. <laughs> I was like, huh, this is mildly inconvenient.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Um,
2: and
3: then, I've had it, um, quite a bit. Really? In my life. I've had it probably, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say hundreds of times, but maybe if it was around the hundred range, Oof. I think it would be pretty accurate. Yeah, it's just happened and happened to me. Uh, like, it got to the point where it was happening so much that sometimes it would happen while I, like, fell asleep in class in high school. So there's oh, nothing geez. more frustrating than experiencing it as you're sleeping on your desk in high school. And then you hear the bell ring, everybody gets up, and you can't move. You're, you're just, you're you're stuck, Jesus. but you want to move. You know, it's it's bad. I, I, I sort of uh, assume that that happens just from having a panic disorder for so long, which I do have. Um, I've lived with a panic disorder for, uh, you know, half my life at this point and uh i think it's just they go kind of hand in hand you know having having to deal with that stuff mentally and then sleep paralysis uh, a lot of people that i know that have sleep paralysis have some type of diagnosis like that so maybe that's why i've experienced it a hundred times in my life but i've definitely had it and um it's not fun certainly seems like panic inducing
1: yeah exacerbated by Mm -hmm. each is exacerbated by the other yeah a lot of ways
2: and like as far as like Like the sleep paralysis, I I feel is one thing. And then, you know, also the, the quote unquote, like the, the shadow, like people or or whatever that could be involved in that. Um, so no joke, uh, just last month I had an instance where I was falling asleep and I was almost like kind of lucid, like about to have a lucid dream. And I I haven't Mm -hmm. ever actually had that. And Mm. As it was happening, I was, like, realizing, oh, I'm dreaming right now. Cool. I can do something with this. (laughs) And no joke, in my field of view, to the left of me Mm. was a, like, dark figure and that snapped me out. I was like,
0: no. Yep. That's,
2: that's
3: how
0: it happened. <laughs>
2: abort. Abort. And I managed to, like, get away from that shit. And I, I sat up in bed. I had only been, like, asleep for maybe 15 minutes or so. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go back to sleep just
4: yet. <laughs> yeah. <nah. laughs>
3: yeah. The, the, you know what? It's, it's actually really interesting you bring that up because I got into lucid dreaming uh, a few years ago. I don't really fuck with it anymore. But, you know, I, I don't know. I was bored. But I, I – uh, <laughs> i started to read up a lot about it and um one of the easiest ways to get into a lucid dream is when you're experiencing sleep paralysis um because when you're experiencing it it's sort of your instinct to be like i gotta wake myself up somehow i gotta try and like wiggle my toes i gotta try and scream i gotta try and do something Uh the most terrifying thing about it is that like when you (laughs) when you try and scream or yell or something while you're experiencing sleep paralysis it it comes out as a very quiet very muted like Attempt to say something like you can almost do it, but you can't. It's very scary, but um, it's your instinct to kind of come out of it. But if you were to just accept it as a thing that's happening and kind of fall backwards into your body into the dream, uh, you almost always experience what's called, uh, a um, would that be awake initiated? Yeah, it'd be awake initiated, uh, lucid dream. Huh. Uh, sleep initiated lucid dream is while while you're already dreaming, you kind of have the realization, hey, I'm dreaming right now, I'm gonna try flying, but. A wake-initiated one is that you're awake, you fall into the lucid dream, and um, you're in this kind of an in-between f- space where you can interact with the room around you, but it's within your own mind.
4: Huh.
3: And uh, it's very it's very interesting, very, very uh, cool, but also very scary. So that's kind of like mostly why I stopped. I don't know if I should be fucking with this.
2: Right, uh, right. So I just yeah. found something better to do, you know? <laughs> Jeez. I'm learning so much shit on this episode. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Maybe uh, some people who should uh, consider uh, the, 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 uh, the concept of lucid dreaming are ICP when they're having to deal with the witch.
1: <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Look at this guy with the segues.
0: <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> The witch jumped on my back last night I couldn't breathe in his clutch I was frozen with fright It went out for what seemed like I was a tear To see the witch's face there in the
5: dark in the mirror The witch told me my girlfriend was a demon And all this falling in love shit I'm dreaming And it's pain to the angels if I don't deliver I sealed her off in a barrel And
0: rolled her in the river the witch told me my left arm is possessed So I broke it at first and then I went and confessed But they put me in the home, the arm still wouldn't leave me alone Finally had to chew it over the bone The witch told
5: me to crawl under my house and just wait Don't panic if I suffocate I bit the tail off a possum down there at one point It's so boring and it's dark, but the witch is my life
0: Daddy, you're
4: here! He made it! (laughs)
1: He's finally back. This was the... uh, This was the moment whenever I actually decided to write down in my notes. I think Jay has experienced sleep paralysis at some point. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this is also where I want to raise that question regarding the witch that I brought up way back. So, we need to talk a little bit about some biblical shit. Okay. Hmm. So... Whenever Satan is referenced in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the image imagery of Satan as being, like, you know, like the whole, like, Lucifer thing, and he was an angel cast out of heaven or whatever. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, most of that came from, once again, the divine comedy, Dante's Inferno, which is Catholic fan fiction. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of... Um, References to him in the actual Bible and like what scholars refer to is he is known as like it's it's kind of called like the adversary Uh, His purpose is as an angel like an actual regular God's angel to tempt people and test them Mm -hmm. So the question that I want to pose Is the witch? Sort of an unspoken Joker's card of
3: their own Ooh. Interesting. Very interesting. Ooh.
4: Um. Hmm.
1: Because I will say not all of the Joker's cards are necessarily, like, good in a... Like, they all have their purpose. And I mean, the witch certainly serves a purpose in this to, like, you know... Cause these sort of problems, mm-hmm. but like my example that I would go to would be Jack Jekyll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is not on our side, <laughs> technically,
2: right? Yeah, because he's basically he's there... trying to fuck you, fuck, uh,
1: fuck his brother up, so that yeah, you go to hell to cause you to go to hell. Mm. So, I mean, the Joker's cards are not explicitly like all good per se, so. I, don't, I just wanted to throw it out same there. Same with uh same with um
2: Malenko, I believe.
1: Uh, Malenko's good, sort of. He's there to like uh, show people one, one like, of them is
2: one of them is, is where they went amazing. wrong. It's either
1: Malenko or um,
2: the Ringmaster is like Probably you actually really have to like fight them. And so like <laughs> they're adversarial. No, it wait, wait. Did you just Figure out that the witch might be the most fleshed out character that ICP have ever conceived. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: quarter, and they just did it in uh, the and, background it, of an album. A,
2: a, a somewhat throwaway character on this album <laughs> might be one of the best things that they've come up with. Are you
1: trying to tell me that a central character
2: to this <laughs> album? <laughs>
3: Um, I mean, we kind of know more about the witch than we do, like some of the earlier Joker's cards, right? You know, I mean, like just based off of what the album tells us. Yeah, yeah, we know I mean, a lot. The ringmaster,
1: you just kind of ride on the wagon with him. Yeah, we're just kind of like, yeah, we. Uh, and I you don't sit up in like the front him with, him. with
3: him. Yeah, yeah I, I just think he's neat.
1: <laughs> Picture of Marge holding the potato <laughs> No,
2: she's
4: holding Marge the
3: ringmaster She's uh, holding uh, the
4: uh,
2: ringmaster. I just him. think he's neat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That really is what it's
3: like listening to that album. Like, yeah, I don't get it, but uh, yeah, I like them.
2: The witch has. We no are all for you singing that Southwest song. So yeah, <gasps> wow, that's goddamn. This is why I like doing a show with somebody who who is not a Juggalo and actually looks at this <laughs> shit in other ways that I wouldn't have. This is fucking amazing. Oh man, yeah, that's it's really weird. It's like it, it it's it's the witches is, is their own. Uh, that's, that's a totally different beast. It would honestly be kind of cool if they went back into the concept of it, because they've never touched it again. Yeah. But they also, mm-hmm. after, it's pretty much any time they've done with a Joker's card, they don't really talk about it again. Um, yeah. And I mean, later on, when they decided to jump back into the Dark Carnival, they don't, I, I still, to this day, don't think that they reference any of the old cards um, mm-hmm. prior, like... I mean, I think the Wraith was the only time where they ever really did because on, um, I don't remember which track, but they mentioned uh, the Ringmaster uh, and Malenko and the Wraith all at once. But they
1: don't really yeah, talk about. Yeah, I mean, the it. Ringmaster, I feel, gets brought up like just every every so often, just because he runs they just the like fucking him. show, yeah, <laughs> just because he's neat.
4: Yeah. We yeah.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, wow. I, Send us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, let us let us know what, what y'all think about about the witch. Um, this track, though, I think this is also, a uh, an Esham one, uh,
1: d- 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 no,
2: this is my P. Huh.
1: It's a little, okay. a little more playful than, than a, a standard Esham hip hop joint. Okay.
2: Okay. I, I'll, 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 I'll go with that. Um, I, uh, I, I appreciate that we get some, some trade-off verses because we actually fucking get to hear Shaggy for once.
4: Yep. Oh, uh- yeah.
2: You know, just in the first verse that we listened to on the show, <laughs> um, but there was another. There was a line that Shaggy does that I really, really like. Um, oh, it's it's the beginning of the uh, the third verse. The witch told me to put my feet in the fire and hold on until mm-hmm. everything below the knees gone. Now I'm in a wheelchair with only an arm, but don't care. I can still throw my hatchet in the air. So that's actually even he loves continuing that thing on this album. That's a, that's even continuing from the beginning of um, the first verse where he chewed off his arm that he was told was possessed. Yeah. So he only has one arm, and that is explicitly holding his hatchet.
3: He's dedicated. What in the air.
2: Say? Yeah. I think that phrase, too, holding my hatchet in the air, that is, like, used to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, you either run with it or you hold it in the air. It's, it's either or. Sometimes
1: you swing it.
2: Uh, swing, 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 chop, chop, chop. That's yeah. about it. There's not much else. We swing anymore.
1: our hatchets and we're proud.
2: Ah, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, basically, they're just this entire track is they're doing the bidding of the witch. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that they said. I mean, it's even in the the chorus, um, where other people are saying that the the witch isn't real. It's it's just something that's made up but right. they're physically seeing the witch i mean i think they said like it's it's like in the car with them yeah shaggy riding yeah, the shotgun and the, the witch is in the middle uh-huh um, so yeah the, this being is is with them like they see it and
4: they
1: they're just doing whatever Tempting them to do the bad things yes exactly Shame. they
3: love to travel in cars with these beings they're it's it's all very fun <laughs> for them well it can't um, be
2: on a tandem bicycle what <laughs> yeah, else is it supposed think, to be Mitch, on? Come on,
3: this is an album. This is a concept album. of everything, and
2: it's and it's a car. <laughs> they they don't have access to black trucks because all the psychopathic riders bought them all or stole them. <laughs> I'm not sure which. So it's a car. It's their hoopty wagon.
3: Okay, so so um, with the with the lore of the witch aside, just as a track, how do you guys uh, feel about this on the album?
1: This uh, one's weirdly peppy sound
3: yeah it is It,
2: it they
1: actually have that, is. they have that kind of like boop boop sound um, <laughs> I mean I like it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I dig it I mean I think
2: that this still fits more um, than CPK's does actually even though CPK's That's for sure actually has a bit of a more uh, where the instrumental of it feels more in tune with what this album does um I think this track is structured way better, and I just like it more. So this mm. sounds
1: almost old school ICP. Uh, like yeah. The, yeah. the the production of it, like this this harkens back. Yeah, if you, if if, the, if something like this was was done
2: on like Ringmaster or not Ringmaster, mm. uh, rather Riddlebox, I would say, um, maybe Malenko. Yeah, I could I could see that.
3: Yeah, I think even just the rapping style of it being like a trade off style mm. is kind of classic oh, yeah, ICP. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we have an excuse to actually hear Shaggy. Um, but, um, I think that, like, I love all of the, al- the, the, uh, the references leading up to this point, but I think if there was anything negative I wanted to say, because I like the instrumental of the album. I'm sorry, of, of the, uh, of the song. I, I, uh, it's just at this point where finally we're learning about the witch, I guess I wanted to learn more because it built up this sort of a lore of The Witch, always referencing it in these really subtle ways that you got to pick up throughout multiple songs, and then finally we land on the song, The Witch. And I kind of walk away with it just being like, yeah same knowledge we had yeah she's she's not good it's like, well, i I'm, in, that.
1: I'm influenced to do bad things right, because exactly. of the witch which is she, what you've said before she rides
3: my chest it's like i get that i understand that who is she what is she? what are her needs what, what? <laughs> what are her wants <laughs> what are her passions
5: Where's i feel like i just wanted to I learn want
3: song <laughs> maybe it was like i wanted to like maybe for it to have some kind of a, like a resolution in the end or to like learn more about her place in the lore Mm-hmm. but we didn't necessarily get that which is fine you know like the song i still like um but yeah i think it lands somewhere in the middle where right. i kind of wanted it to be the song that's like oh now this is storytelling but we don't really get storytelling on this track it's just kind of a trade-off trade-off uh fun track of being like well you know i heard the witch did this shit and she's <laughs> like ooh, that's bad well you know what she made me chew off my own fucking arm um and it's fun, it's cool, but I almost didn't want it to be fun. I wanted it to be dark. I wanted it to tell a story with an ending, and it didn't do that, which is fine. It's still a great track on the album, but it lands somewhere in the middle for me.
2: So hmm. I'm I'm going to I'm going to kind of just throw a minor argument about that. At least mm-hmm. we get it this early into the record, like just shy of the the midway point. Um, right. Track eight, we get the witch. Look back on the wraith. The wraith's title <laughs> <Right>. track. <laughs> Is the second-to-last song. Uh, right. Thy Wraith. No, it's The Wraith. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. That was the worst decision they made on that entire album. But no, we we hear a little bit about The Wraith throughout the album, and then it's the final, second-to-last to track. Um, And it's kind of a, I mean, it's a slow boy, and there's not much, like, they, they don't even say too much. There's only two actual verses. Um, you don't really even look, those, like learn
3: that much on that track even yeah El, so I mean other than things that you already assumed you know
2: right so yeah. I mean it's still at this point the witch is more fleshed out than the wraith is
3: that's true the actual Joker's card
2: of the wraith. uh-huh and and I mean yeah that's just that's just one way to look at it so that's 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 my counter argument to you for that but by all means I totally get what you're saying I mean we still on the plus side do hear more references to the witch throughout the the rest of the album, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like okay we got to the song and we don't have to mention it anymore. Right, they do. It's 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 what they were going for. If, I mean, yeah, which is
3: good, and it's you know like it's appreciated too. Like the the uh, because even even the amount that they reference it on the album, again, it's much more thought out than. A lot of other albums by then, you know. It's mm. it's it's it really is just like wow. They put actual thought into referencing this thing over and over again, so it does build this sort of a story. I guess maybe it was just the expectation that it wouldn't be kind of a fun song, and it is kind of a fun song.
2: It's um, bouncy. That's yeah. That's, that's what it is. I don't know. Shmee, um, do you have anything else on this one? I do not. I mean, as far as this track, I I think. I think that they rolled a strike on it. And and yeah. do you know how you roll a strike? You use How Mike, tell us. You use your bowling balls. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Two dark. in a row.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Friends don't come easily in this I know. And every time I make one, they always say they got I wanna talk with people and look them in the face I wanna take them home and they can stay at my place All the talking I can do, I would never lie to you We take a quick ride on my side Then I can find you and I can love you And technically, even though you're dead You'll always be around me cause I'm keeping your head I keep heads on shelves everywhere in my cellar I even own the melon of a dead fortune teller The rotten ones, I keep them up in fat pickle jars And the new ones, we lay on the lawn and look at stars It's illegal, I know, but so is smoking weed And who the fuck give a fuck when you have a need? I collect human heads, brush up off the neck. Face, lips, hair, nose, ears, give me that. Faces, people know more than names. The hair is there in all the brains. Your head would mean so much to me. Your head would mean so much to me. I won't kiss you.
0: You wanna wear a hat? what? How you want your eyelids open or shut? Your head would mean so much to me. Your head would
5: mean so much to me. Sometimes I move it
1: in my bowling
2: balls. balls. Bowling balls. Produced by E Shaman Bylan J. That's
3: that's really interesting to me that he produced this track. Really? Yeah, it's so like we had just um we had just talked about in the witch how it was uh it was assumed that Isham produced that track because uh of just how it sounded, but Hmm. I forget one of you made a reference that it's very very playful. That would be very playful for Isham, but Bowling Balls is the most playful song on the album, and it's bound. It it just like it just goes everywhere. Um, and it's, it's very happy sounding. And I, I just I can't imagine him producing a track like this. Um, I, I
1: would have given this to Fritz if he wasn't already eliminated from yes, the album.
3: This sounds like a Fritz. Mm-hmm. but with, uh, with the remainders,
1: the, the specific sounds of it, and I think just the, the instrumentation of it, mm-hmm. I could place more with Esham than I would Mike P. Yeah. yeah though mike p does certainly have a very good he's got a very good grasp on like an all around thing like he can do hip-hop but mm-hmm. this specific sound i'm like i just don't think it's him
3: <laughs> yeah it's very beep boopy it's just it's just very you yep. know like there's a lot of like <laughs> synthetic a, sounds in it loopy.
1: i like that <laughs> it's a very peppy head cutting song
3: right but it's you know it's the funnest song on the album i have a memory of being uh you know in the ninth grade this album had just come out that year and some of my brother's older friends were like hating on the album because they didn't even really consider it like a joker's card. They were like, "Nah, it already ended with the last one. This is just their new shit. It's not very good." And they were particularly talking about the song "Bowling Balls" and they were like, "They <laughs> fell off. This is, you know, like this is a horrible track." And I was just thinking like, "This is I think this is a great track. This is M- right? it's very ICP too. It's 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 a very quintessential like ICP song in its concept yeah. and how it's uh and how it's executed and how mm-hmm. it barely features Shaggy, <laughs> how he's <laughs> just sort of a voice in the background." and yeah it's just it's just a classic icp song and the you know it's it's fun and i think it's what the album needs because it kind of cuts it off from being you know, relentlessly yeah. dark all of the way through because you know we were calling songs like yeah, the Witch is fun," not really. You know, it's just it just kind of <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah, "Bowling Balls" is a fun song, you know, and the music video and you know the the film that it came with. They they you know they put a lot into it, and I think it shows.
4: Yeah,
2: I mean, this is uh, this is direct center on the album. This is basically like a palate cleanser. I mean, mm. yeah, it, it really it, it's it's kind of necessary on it, and I mean. It's not even so much like, I mean, this is the one single from the album. Not that this was ever sent to like radio stations. I don't think. If there is an actual like CD single for this, I'd be very surprised. But I mean, I, there there could have been. But obviously, they did make a music video for it. It was not done like to put on MTV or anything like that. Mm-mm. Even the even the shortened down version that's just the three minute whatever it is, um, would not be on. MTV or anything like that no. it's not appropriate for it uh, it's very bloody <laughs> him with a <laughs> bunch of, of mannequin heads um, and whatnot but for a while like when I first like I said before this wasn't an album that I really cared for too much when I first got it this would have been like the only song I, I listened to for for a very long time I didn't care for much else on it and that's because the rest of the album didn't resonate for me but I was like huh this song kind of fun I'll listen to this one. Um, yeah. One thing that that I that I should point out too, especially like at this point of the album, um, I mean, we will talk. I know that you're probably not the most thrilled about it, but oh, I, it is on the is it is on our list. Is in 2006, there was a dual disc release of both Wraith albums that were uh, oh. remix albums.
3: Ooh, uh, I was going to talk about the remix album at some point on this episode.
2: Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, this was remixed by Monoxide. Uh, huh. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've listened to to um, those two CDs. Um, most of the tracks I don't think hit the same way. Um, oh. But a couple of them I think they did actually improve on the originals. Um, but I just remember like, when we were thinking about the who was doing the production is I know that they did there's production on that, uh, on those albums from Monoxide. I think Fritz does some extra production on it. I can't quite remember. Um, uh, Seven from Strange Music does some of them. And I really need to go back and listen to those because I love Seven as a producer. Um, but I um, thankfully will will touch on those, I think, within the next year. So uh, the two Wraith albums will still be fairly uh, uh, fresh in my mind. So that whenever we talk about these ones, and you can talk about how they're such bullshit compared to the originals. <laughs> um, but I just, That's I just want I to do. remember, like, just point out that I believe that Monoxide did the production for that remix, and I can't remember how how it sounds. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be fun to talk about those. So yeah, uh, it in this track, uh, going back to it, the only <laughs> the only real things I had to talk about was that he equates. The illegality of smoking weed to all the illegality of murdering people that's his <laughs> <Just> defense <murdering laughs>
2: homeless men. Yeah, I mean Have you seen our government?
1: <laughs> Come
3: on, let's talk about that. It's true
1: But yeah, the uh, the only other thing on it is uh, near the end of it He talks about like the world being crowded So he's just doing people a favor and I just felt the need to bring up the fact that overpopulation is a lie to divert attention from the problems caused by very few people and it's generally classist, if not outright racist.
4: That's I, I read have. up
3: about that actually over the last couple of years, you know, because I was told my whole life it's like, oh, humans are, they're, we're growing too quickly, and then we're, they we're this, and we're that. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's so, that's so interesting. But uh, hearing that f- f- just completely debunked was mind blowing to me. I was like, wow, holy shit, wow. So we're just bad. We're just like, yeah. we're just, <laughs> yeah. uh, just, just an uh, an awful classist, racist system. And then on top of that, we're not even just like good at living, and that's why we're running out of fucking resources. Like it's just it's yeah it's 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 horrible. We need to do it's, better. It's not it's not the, it's not the fucking yeah it's it's.
1: Bad. We we have we have so much stuff, and just the way that we choose to distribute it to people is mm-hmm. like. The most inefficient way possible so it doesn't get to the people who need it or in a way that's good for the world we live in mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like eh fucking so the some rich guy can be like well there's too many people because they know they're not on the chopping block
3: of, so. of course yeah <laughs> i i i used to do this thing that i don't even think uh works anymore because you know the last few times i tried it like it didn't work anymore but this used to be a thing where um on google maps i would just tell people like if you think we're running out of anything or running out of space or there's too many people or we're crowded or something like that just go to google maps and drop it anywhere in the united states just randomly anywhere in the united states and i guarantee you it's just fucking nowheresville like it's just miles (laughs) away from anything you've ever seen maybe it's unused farmland uh we're we're good but i mean lately when you try that it kind of just like automatically like clicks you over to be like did you mean kansas city and i'm like no <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> put me in a cornfield i'm trying to know i
1: said bumfuck egypt put me yeah, there come on do uh, uh what the what the fuck is that game called uh it's run on google maps where it just places you somewhere random and you have to figure out where you're at like the closest possible place geo oh, cool. guesser yeah go, go on geo guesser it'll plop you somewhere uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere usually <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah. So yeah, bowling, bowling balls. Bowling balls
2: itself, I think it's it's a fun track. It's necessary for for the album to have something This
1: might be, this might be the thing that I had to, that I had said to you that I feel like this album should have had, where I said that it should have had something to mirror to for, uh, uh, Hell's, Hell's forecast, forecast on uh, the Wraith, where like Shangri La was like, let's have a look at this one. I feel like this should have had like a look back up, even if it was like kind of like a bleak thing of like. That's what I could have had, and and I think
2: that I think my argument was no, there you don't get any light (laughs) in Hell's Pit. You have you get nothing positive or anything to look forward to. You got here. That is what you have. Right. You don't. You there is no hope for you anymore. That you're. you're But the
1: wraith, he he reaching down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you don't know that the witch is telling you otherwise. (laughs)
3: i uh, now eat, now eat i love arm. the i love yeah do it now or burn your legs <laughs> something uh i like how you called this song a palate cleanser because mm-hmm. i very much agree with that it's just mm-hmm. it was just relentlessly dark up until this point sometimes it's fun but you know i called suicide hotline fun so what the fuck is <laughs> you know what is I was like, oh, i'm having a good time but um bowling balls is yeah it really is a palate cleanser to be like okay are you good the rest of the album, here we go.
2: <laughs> because then tracks. it just gets dark again. Bowling Balls, if if you put that on another ICP record, it might be, like, one of the more dark ones. And I only say that in, respo- in respect to, again, this is a grounded J in the real world. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just kill... And, and that's how a lot of ICP stuff is, but, like, it's... A lot of times in ICP's music, they're killing people that deserve it. Racist mm-hmm. bigots, you know, crooked cops, corrupt judges, things like that. Like,
4: mm-hmm. those
2: are the people who deserve to die. On this album, there is no – they're not following a chart. They they, <laughs> they are killing without abandon on you so yeah. yeah they do that a lot on this record it's
3: you know we had crooked preacher killers and then after that point they're like i'm in a gas station just shooting and it's like oh okay it's like i'm in a kmart again and then, yeah i'm at 7-eleven like, Oh geez you're just killing the average wow yeah yeah no you deserve to go to hell go to hell so then.
2: so that's the thing if this, was, if this was on another record it would have been one of the more dark ones if only for that and this one while still being kind of bouncy and whatnot they don't he doesn't really talk about like how he's killing the people he just you know i have a bunch he of heads from people right, that I yeah. killed, it doesn't give any, you know, rhyme or reason as to how, but that's the thing. It's it's the fact that he's so comfortable about it, is what yeah. makes if you really think about it, makes it a little bit unsettling. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing. So, but no, it's it's honestly needed on this album. I think if we just had more of the same, I think that the album's pacing would have maybe fallen a lot sooner. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, getting two thirds in it, have been like, whew, can I listen to something happy? Right. I like, <laughs> need something there. God damn, what came out in 2004 that was positive? We don't have time to we look don't. for it. Fuck it. <laughs> We've done that enough on our last couple episodes. Fuck it. So, all right. Uh, nothing else on this one.
3: No, not really. Yeah. Oh, except for I like the, um, <laughs> I just like the little. The little storytelling twist at the end with Dr. Wibble Farmer. Yes. Oh, that was like. Oh he, yeah, well like, oh, haha, he <laughs> killed him. Wow. Neat. Okay, next track.
1: <laughs> Love it. Alright. Track number ten.
5: Twenty-four. Die, bitch. Die. 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 Find me, robin you. Setting fires, damaging and breaking into schools it darkness? It's much easier to be heartless Break the window out the lake and screwdriver screwdrivers start this Mugging people, dropping on them from street lights, Stab them with garden tools Or beat them with pipes So don't come out, stay inside cozy and talk And if I'm breaking in your old lady's getting All day Carjacks, get out the van As soon as they step out, I'll pop many ways
0: hold, I know it's nothing, but it's something when it's busting at your nose. Sunny days, I hit up the beach with cleats on a stomp bitches in their ass, tryna tan in their thongs. All day fucking hookers that truck stops, and then I them 'em. Cause that's when my book stops.
5: All night. I'm wicked and I got the power. Blood on the wall during the witching hour. In the darkness. See me ride by in then holler dragon foot.
3: I love the song. I, I, I think that Isham does a great, I, I love the beat. I love how it, uh, how it transitions between verses, you know, the, the nighttime, the daytime, uh, it gets a little funkier in the daytime, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's fun to listen to. I thought I didn't like this song when I was listening to it last night. Cause I was like, oh yeah, 24. Nah, I don't know if I really like it. And I heard it and I was like, what am I fucking stupid? I love this song. Um, <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, the they're doing a thing again where they're, like, they're not trading off line by line, but they're trading off, like, small verse mm-hmm. to small verse. And yeah. um, this is this is really dumb of me, but it wasn't until my friend brought it up, because I was listening to this with a friend. Um, <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, 24. Like, uh, they're trading off, like, a full day, you know, of in the night, in the day. And my stupid ass had never realized that that's why it was called 24 until last night. Even though I'm 30 and I've been listening to this album for half of my lifetime. I, I was like, oh, oh, like I, I like it felt like when I was like 18 and I finally realized that like the logo to Target is a Target, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, holy shit. And I tripped out on it for like 10 minutes. I, was like, I can't believe how fucking dumb I am. But yeah, that's why it's that's what I have here in my notes. I never understood the name of the song after all this time. See, they, I had to actually
1: search through the lyrics and see that they—they're like twenty-four-seven. We're doing this. I'm like, that's probably what they mean. See, like, but now. they totally, <laughs> totally uh, dropped the ball on making a sequel to Twelve.
4: Oh look at that.
2: They really—they could have done that, and they didn't. And well, it's—it's it's clearly a failure because of that.
3: Damn. <laughs> no. I'll text Ouija. He'll text Shaggy. He'll text Jay. <laughs> And
1: then he'll know. <laughs> you fucked up man. It's gonna be that Fred Durst message, you fucked up man. <laughs> <laughs> you could have did a sequel to twelve. <sighs> so all I really said on this was like, I thought the wicked clowns were good. Because they specifically drop a wicked clowns in this and mm-hmm. I'm like, but they're the wicked clowns. And then I like earlier we had already I had already brought up the whole thing of where they're talking about their own exploration of hell through this mm -hmm. so i'm like "Eh, it makes more sense in this case but when i wrote this i was just like it's weird that they're playing this as themselves more so than just a rando like they kind of do in other ones right
3: yeah it's another song where they kind of go you know they go to real life places they're at they're at the beach or they're at the liquor store and then they're just they're just killing people and, and and stuff and you know you can tell that they're being themselves i mean you you have uh you know they sound like icp here they sound like the clowns here you know right like he's saying what like Fook, instead of fuck you know he's <laughs> that's very icp it's very it's very juggalo you know mm-hmm. um yep. but yeah it's, uh, the production on the album great uh the lyrics on the album i think are really fun i like a beat change I like how it gets funky i think this is a solid track
2: yeah. yeah i agree um the if 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 the entire song sounded exactly the same it wouldn't it wouldn't stand out it would be a skip but having mm-hmm. that, that instrumental change um, between Jay and Shaggy's verses makes it a lot more fun, a lot more dynamic. Um, so I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Who is more dastardly? Is, hmm. is, it, is it Jay's nighttime romps or is it Shaggy, um, you know, with, with, with his, his daytime uh, joy that he's partaking in?
3: <laughs> I'd say Shaggy's more of a little fucker here. He's he's kind of <laughs> like he's just kind of like putting cleats on just to stomp on girls' asses at the beach, you know. Why and then I on top of that, that he's like, was.
2: "Oh man, that's, yeah, that's unpleasant."
3: And then on top of that, he go he uh he uh, I think he kills a sex worker. Mm. Uh And I'm just kind of like, Mm-mm. ah, I know this is all, you know, like. That's my line always, is that, like, I could be, like, rapping along to, like, a Twisted song in the shower or something. And I'm just, they're talking about killing people. They're talking about this. It's all fake. But, like, whenever Monoxide talks about, like, beating his girlfriend or something, I'm like, you piece of shit. I'm not rapping along with you, <laughs> you little cow. You, you fucking, you little fuck. Um, yeah, yeah, I just can't do it. So uh, that's my personal lines. So when I hear lines like that, I'm just like, eh, not that cool, not that funny.
1: That's where your buck stops.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: that's a reference to Shaggy's
2: line. And that's the thing. I mean, that's one of the things that that has has happened for me. Like, even just doing this podcast, um, I while while we wanted to like look at stuff and just like we say like analyzing the music and shit. Sometimes it's just like I like this song. It sounds good.
4: Yeah, it's it's, it's,
2: it's it's pleasant to my ear holes. But I've I've really like in in the last. Probably decade or so, give or take. Um, been a little bit more conscious as to things that are fucked up <laughs> and what mm-hmm. shouldn't shouldn't be said. And it's like, man, some of this shit that I'm hearing on here is kind of not cool. <laughs> like, right. I'll call it out. Yeah. I'm still listening to it, but man, do, do, does it sometimes leave a sour taste in my mouth about that? Like, you know, yeah, it just it, kind of
3: feels too real to me sometimes and that's why i kind of just draw the line there like i actually think that maybe monoxide was just going through it on the green book or something because he just keeps talking about it oh, i was cheated on boohoo it's like okay, fuck. Who cares, dude? He's like, because it's always talking about just like killing yeah. that girl. Oh, you fucked my boy. Oh, I'm gonna and then I'm gonna beat her and I'm gonna do all this stuff. It's like, why don't you go to therapy, dude? Why, why don't you deal with this shit? Because the killing and all, all that stuff, it feels so theatric. It feels so like acted out. It feels like a horror movie when he's just talking about like, yeah, my girl cheated, so I beat her. And I'm like, oh, you're 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 a piece of shit, dude. You suck.
1: Yeah. There's there's a big difference between just like, I. I cut people's heads off and keep them as a collection. It's like, you're cartoony. That's yeah, fine. Right. You little scamp. <laughs> but, like, a lot of this stuff sometimes is just like, I think you might be serious right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, <laughs> I think fan. you've actually <laughs> done that.
3: Like, I don't think you actually killed people with a shovel,
1: but I think you might
3: have or would even want to beat your girl. So, I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's – so, yeah, that feels just a little bit too real to me. So. Yeah. Yeah, my long-winded answer was that I think Shaggy's a little a So, little, so, little, a so, little so Shaggy here.
2: gets the fuck you <laughs> for, for that. You go to Hell's Pit first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, you guys have got anything uh, else on this one? Do nah. not. Alright. Track number 11. Burning Up.
5: It's Rochelle. Fucked down her boyfriend in her boyfriend's bed. And Crazy Khalil smacked his baby mama off in the head. And Jonathan beat his son like his daddy beat him. But Swarie never do nobody like his daddy did him. And then Sandra used a pussy hoe to get to the top. And Baby D, he shot somebody. It went bad from the drop. And then Diane worked at a hospital. Took care of old souls. She was abusive. Her afterlife sees no gold roads. And Mr. Richards was a richy fella, fell with every penny. Everyone. An educated citizen at the top pornography of children in his laptop. Take your spot and hang out, cause it's crowded in hell. You in the belly of the beast, now it was heaven in jail. And don't try to make no friends, cause don't nobody got no tongues. If the witch look your way, somehow it crushes your lungs.
1: Alright, we have Burning Up, and I have a few things to say about this track. Please share First, let's talk about on Genius, where it has an annotation oh. for the intro by Shaggy Two Dope, where it just says screaming something in the background as he usually does when he doesn't have a verse on the track. That's Shaggy for you. Oh yeah,
2: I tried uploading that last night, but uh, because I wasn't logged into Genius, it didn't give me it, it didn't let me.
1: The uh, the other thing that I really have to say about this is uh, on throughout this whole track, uh, by my count three out of four women are in hell for, uh, sex. hmm <laughs> and, and everyone else is pretty much, like, done something. Like, the first one that he mentions is like, ah, she cheated on somebody. That's, that's hellbound for you. Yep. The other one, it's like, uh, she s- slept her way to the top of a company or whatever. Like, up, oh, that's hell for you. Mm-hmm. Another one was, uh, I guess they're just trying to say that she was a gold digger, I, I s- assume. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't feel like any of those are like as serious as anything else that you say. You're no. like the fourth woman that they bring up, it's like, okay, she abused people at a nursing home, that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a terrible thing. The rest of this is like Shut up. Like this the, what you were saying about like monoxide things and stuff, like clearly these are things that you specifically have a problem with, but yes, to sit exactly. there and like label them as like hellbound exactly. shit. That's a problem you need to work out.
3: That was my exact like those were my notes on the song is that I said that there's a really cool flow to the song. I really like the instrumental yeah. of the song. And I know I say that a lot. I'm really listening to the instrumental being like, oh, the production, I really, really like this. I like the instruments that they use. I like the panning. I like the effects. I like, you know, the switch in it. The good um, vocals,
1: like in the in-between verses section. That, right, yeah. And, and it's,
3: uh, it's a good song, but it's kind of trying to be another, like, righteous ICP song, you know, where they're like, we're killing crooked preachers, or we, we only do this <laughs> stuff. But I disagree... <laughs> A lot uh, with uh, some of the lyrics that like what would actually land you in hell, and I have a quote here <laughs> that just says, "Sandra oh, used no. her pussy hole to get to the top," and then my note on that was, "Good for Sandra," <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> that, because like
4: what the fuck, hell, is I, Sandra? Like,
3: that's I support Sandra. <laughs>
4: um,
3: also, uh, yeah, he uh, he drops a ye old f slur in this song as well.
2: I shit, was gonna I say I forget. knew that it, I knew that it got used at least once more. Mm-hmm. Um It's in this track. Yeah, that, towards the end, yeah. Last verse.
1: Oh, there it is. I assume there. It
2: okay.
3: Is. Um your guys' opinion on that. <sighs>
1: mm. You know I'm annoyed with it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: I, I, I've I've learned over time <clears throat> that that word is shit, should mm-hmm. not be used, and this is a time period that Jay uses it. Very, very frequently, right? Um, which is crazy when we when we found out that like, oh wow, he's using this word a lot nowadays, and his producer is gay. I
3: didn't I didn't know about that until just recently yeah. when we did an interview.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. I
3: didn't know Mikey Clark was fucking gay. It's not
2: Mike Clark. Mike it's, P. Mike P.
1: it's Mike P. Is it Mike P? It's Mike P. It's Mike P. The one who's actually on yes. the boards while they're doing. Homesick. Oh, so we
2: figured this out. We, we we I did some digging, and yeah, like there was that recent um that recent interview that he that Jay did a couple months back where he said you know I was saying, saying the f bomb all this and you know and our producer was gay and I'm like wow like Mike Clark was gay and whatnot and then yeah. one of our listeners uh, lovely Stank Biscuits sent me. Um, this, uh, this video from like 2003 I think um, I uh-huh. think they were on the Wraith tour and he was talking about Mike P and he said Mike P is a uh, I can't say it any, any of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a fiery homosexual I will say that That's, <laughs> t- t- c- compare the context and he says but yeah. I love him and I'm like oh they were talking about Mike P wow but like, you never used that word from before two thousand. I don't think it. I don't think they almost ever. It
1: comes up on. It comes up on, um, comes up on I think on in Carnival Brothers. of Carnage. He drops it. Yeah. They did it on Jekyll Brothers because they were talking about Jonathan Davis. Um, oh yeah. But but also Carnival of Carnage. It's in there. Oh yeah. Uh, I recall. But, but yeah, it's a. Uh, but yeah, he it, fucking it's throwing whole thing. it out so much uh, from two thousand
2: from the Wraith on. And 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 yet Mike P, is gay, and you're saying the word. But apparently, like Mike P was cool with it. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like, what did did he give you like your 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 f bomb card? (laughs) Handed him the pass. Yeah, (laughs) handed him the pass. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Which does not exist. It's it's shouldn't just don't say it. Just fucking don't.
1: The pass is. Are you fucking me right now? (laughs) Yeah, so so yeah, I I
3: I assumed it was Mikey Clark no. until just now. And that's and that's Mike what P.
2: Yeah, and that's what what a lot of people did. I even went on like on Fago Lovers whenever that interview came out and people were like, uh-huh. "Yo, did Jay just out Mikey Mikey Clark?" Yeah. And so we even said it like I said it on on the show once and then it was like a month and a half later, when we, when I, when when I was given that uh that interview and I was like, "No, it was Mike P." It's
3: Mike P. Wow. <laughs> yep. I guess that makes a little more sense, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just, I just. Yeah, I'm to, just like to really cool, like me. hammer that word in, much much yeah. more. Whenever you know your producer identifies as homosexual, that's very very nice. Right. You're such a nice person, so, so, by Jay.
3: So, <laughs> so my opinion on it is that you know because I i talk about icp a whole lot Mm -hmm. so my fans will you know who like my music there's nothing like this they'll say "Oh, check them out sometime i go "Eh, don't don't do it (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna (laughs) like unless you grew up with it you probably won't like it or you kind of like music in a similar genre it's not going to mean the same thing to you and also i gotta tell you very problematic stuff it's not necro problematic but it's bad it could be you know and occasionally a fan will reach out and say well you know what i uh I was trying to get into ICP because you were, you know, cuz I like you so much and it yeah, this this stuff's really problematic. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Dude. Like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've told you that a thousand times. And they'll say like, "Oh, they were on this like, you know, here's a radio interview where they're just being terrible. They're just being awful." And I just have to explain to them like, "Look, it was a different era. It was just yeah, a yeah. different time, and it was much more normalized then. You know, like the fact that they didn't get called out for it then is because everybody just sort of accepted it." There's that horrible interview on Howard Stern were them and it was uh, ICP and uh, it was that really famous one with uh, Sharon Osbourne. Mm-hmm. And oh um they're, the things that they're saying about uh, Ozzy and the things, you know, like they're saying the word like retard a whole bunch. Not them, but I mean like Howard and Sharon. Yeah. And these are just like grown people at the time. I like, could just look at how they're talking and we would never do that now. Mm-hmm. We would right. never do that shit now. It's changed. And on top of that, they're in a genre of music where it's just... They were on shock radio at the time.
4: Yeah.
3: Promoting the genre of music that they do. For me, it's completely forgivable, and um, I'm also very. I'm completely desensitized to it. I'm a. Uh, I'm a bit of an f slur myself. I'm not straight. And uh. So for me, I've it's. I'm just kind of like I don't really care because I'm, because I'm a juggalo, and also I spent a lot of my life from when I was like 14 years old listening to. Uh, I I watch a lot of rap battles mm. and. I don't know if you guys are into rap battles at all. (laughs) That word was used so much, so often, and is still used by, like, certain battlers will still drop it. And we're just like, how is he getting away with this? Oh, my God. Because that's just a subgenre that doesn't care yet. They're starting to, but they don't care yet. You have to give people time to catch up. Jay's interview, I forget where uh, it even was, but it was the one that we were referencing from recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was a great interview, you know, where he just kind of openly talked about, you know, his... His own daughter was just like, Dad, why would you say this stuff? And he's just like, because I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, because like, I was an idiot. He's like, and if, you're, if, an you're idiot. Kids,
2: if your friends ever ask, you know, why did I do that? Just tell them your dad was a fucking idiot. Yeah.
5: And I'm like, that's just, awesome, yeah, dude. just you're, didn't like, know.
2: That shows a level of growth that is, is much appreciated. Oh, yeah. and, and there's some people who won't do it. I mean... I listen to ICP and, and unfortunately you know we still hear hear those hear those kinds of slurs nowadays and even in their music, but like I li- I've, I've said this countless times I listen to Eminem, and
4: right in right. in
2: twenty twenty it's still a, a word that comes up on on not his most recent album but the album prior he had a a, 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 a sly at Tyler the Creator and yeah, censored did, the word, but you still said it.
3: You still used it, yeah.
2: (laughs) Like, why bother backmasking it? Either A, stick to your guns and just leave the fucking word in there.
3: Just say it, yeah.
2: Or B, think of a different thing to say. Right, use a different word. It's it's unnecessary, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's, Like, if you're going to be
1: a scumbag, don't be a bitch about it, too. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, there are are far worse things that you can call somebody aside from that, but just attacking somebody and, and having that label... As, as the one thing that you're going to to you know bash somebody for it's 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 juvenile. Just fucking mm-hmm. don't. that's yeah. it's, it's not difficult. like I, I and, and I' I've, I've, I've said the word when I was younger and then I learned no, there's no reason to. it's it's not something that I need to say because I know that it causes harm and I don't want to be a piece of shit. Th- th- right. there's, we, there is a little. Lower... We all
1: have the internet now. Yeah. like, like catch mm-hmm. up. Like,
2: sorry, <laughs> just fucking look at like. Unless you want to go out of your way to be a piece of shit, there's no fucking need for it. So that's the thing. And yeah. and that's that's I mean, why I'll... like the, even though like this is a, a time period where I think the Violent J does a lot of some of his best work lyrically and in his in his delivery and whatnot. It's 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 got that little asterisk of oh but he used homophobic slurs. Yeah. <laughs> like it it fucking sucks. And this is a song that I think really stands out on this uh, on this record. Uh instrumental's great. Everything that he's saying. Everything that he's saying in there is is to the point so you know what each person did. But mm. also his voice. This is a I can tell when any ICP song was made Like year or so or era Based on Violent J's voice Because his voice changes so much Based on What time it is And th- The the way that he's Saying shit on this track It's almost like he's just yelling Like, right. like He smoked a bunch of weed Before he did this take And so his so throat is fucked up And he is yelling these verses, and I think it's perfect. Like, it's it's about this track called "Burning Up." He's got fucking Mm -hmm. smoke all up in his throat. Shit, (laughs) he would burn something, and he Mm -hmm. just went off on this track. And I think it fits together really well, if not again marred by some small problematic bullshit. Not necessarily small, but you know those.
1: (laughs) At least there's a lot of judges burning. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean,
2: we don't there's so many fucking judges. So many fucking judges, but so yeah. yeah. The, the
3: uh, <laughs> I would agree that this this uh, you know this is an important song on the album, and I think it's really well done. The instrumental, the vocals, especially. It's just, I mean, when I first heard this album, I go, "Oh, he's he's rapping now. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's really doing it." Um, he went. You know, off. <laughs> we all have our own our, our own little uh, lines that we draw in the sand, mm-hmm. and uh, for for me, I you know I don't mind hearing the F slur i i just i'm so used to hearing it Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's uh i'll hear it in battle rap still won't even faze me i think i'm just really desensitized to it Mm -hmm. and i mean it's it's but we're all different like i don't i don't ever uh use it on my podcast but i'll use the word in my personal life a lot just when referencing myself my friends my partner who's also not straight i'm with somebody who's uh uh Let's just say gender non-conforming, okay. and uh, she's she's wonderful. I love her. I love Billy. I love you, Billy. I know you're not listening. This is a long episode about Juggalo shit, but um, <laughs> the the yeah the she's fucking great. And uh, but she also grew up just being like just beat up in bathrooms because everyone thought that you know she she was gay because she went to an all girls school and they were and, like she dressed a certain way. And you know to be fair, they nailed it. She was not straight at all, <laughs> and uh, I think that's why the relationship works so well. But it's uh, cute. But we both have this history of just like hearing that word out car windows when they drove by. Or I, I I heard that word shouted at me as I was getting my ass kicked in the bathroom in high school and stuff. So to me, I'm like, I get to reclaim it. <laughs> like I get to say right. it. I, I get to call myself that. I get to say that because I heard it so many times. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, to me, it doesn't really bother me that he's saying it because I'm like, yeah, twas the era uh at least he wasn't one of those people that were like punching me while saying it that's that was cool of him (laughs) but and i know that in his heart he's not you know the people that said it then weren't hatefully vengefully uh, the they, they, they 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 themselves were not actually homophobic they were just raised in a society that normalized using that term i used it too and i was fucking gay you know like i yeah i it was just something that happened so uh for me it's fine i'm almost like more pissed off at the Sandra use her pussy hole to get to the top part because i'm just i'm just i'm still just like i I support Sandra. i will do anything for for her she does not deserve to go to hell for this you asshole like she's like you you had her so close to someone who like stored child porn on his fucking computer like you and then but no this person that was like uh raised in a very in a very uh in a, just a very misogynistic world, actually used something to her benefit to get to the top, let her do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's all fine. Uh, so, yeah, that speaks, I think, more on society than someone who used to just, you know, like, this is a world that just said gay like it was nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially absolutely. at the time. So, for me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. And then for years after that, I, I, you know, I heard it in battle rap and I'm just like, yep, just what people say. It's corny. And that's kind of what I look at it now. I like I'm not, oh, I can't believe they would say that. I could very much believe they would say that. Um and right. I just kind of shrug it off being like, yeah, it's corny.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm annoyed by it, and I'm like, just come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Mostly like my thing is just like I know that there are people out there for like in your case, I guess like it's it's worked out for you pretty well, but I know a lot of people like still connect it to traumatic experiences. Yeah, and like hearing sure. it is just sure. not good, and I'm like just stop. Just cut it out. Just mm-hmm. fucking cut. Just stop. As, <laughs> like
2: as, as me being the the cishet male here, who <laughs> <laughs> really exactly who, who really Get off the cast who, who should who should not have any opinion on it. That's that's just the stance that I've had. Of oh, I'm not gay, nor am I homophobic. I have no re- need to say the word, so that's right. why I don't. Yeah. That's play like. Plain and simple. For, for the people who, you know, can can claim it, you know, it, you said that, as Shmi said, like you it, have done what you can to just, you know, reclaim that, whatever, you major props, you know? I, that's not, yeah. it's not easy for a lot of people from what it seems like. So, you know, it's, it's a different, you even said, you know, we draw lines in the sand differently and that's totally fine. I'm not going Yeah, I'm not going to go out of cause... my way to, to, to say something that's going to. Piss somebody off just because. That's that's how I, I see it. So anytime that these songs come on, if I know the words and I'm rapping along, I don't say it. I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll pause that line and
5: then mm-hmm. continue
2: after it stops. You know, and it's taken time for me to 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 not do that. I've had other songs come up recently where I forgot that it was in there, and I'm like, oh shit, God damn, <laughs> This song that was from 2008, and they had the audacity to say it right terrible but no it's
3: yeah it still existed for a long time after that even you know oh yeah i i I would never tell somebody else like hey i'm fine with this so you're good (laughs) right you're fine huh it's like no i i you know i'm 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 okay with it but that's where it ends it's like to my partner to close friends to things like that i just think it's funny now more than anything (laughs) like i'll just i think it's funny that we're not straight and I, i i i uh she'll uh she'll be like what do you want for dinner and i'm just like uh let's have this and she goes no and i'll go why she goes because that's gay and i'm just <laughs> like i can't believe you reclaimed it this much that it's like at first it was something that You're we said your high like, all
2: over again <laughs> yeah
3: and then we all hit a point where we're like no 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 that's bad because it's it's this and that and now we're like in our 20s and 30s and just be like i gotta tell you bud that's uh it's pretty gay you <laughs> and I, I don't like that uh it's just funny to me now but you know I wouldn't tell my fans that because they'll, they'll, I mean, you know, because we're in the era that I, you know, you'd be very careful about what you say. And they can't know that I, but then again, you know, we say it on our podcast all the time sometimes. So, like, it's, it's fine. But, yeah. um, still, if, uh, if, if the line that somebody else drew is well before that, mm-hmm. just respect it. You know, just, just say, yeah. okay, that's, that's fine. You know, like, you, you like, they're, they're different than you and they could have a different uh you know relationship to the word i used to hate it all the time but now i'm just kind of like i love that about me uh yeah. and uh i loved my upbringing and i i loved my high school experience even if i was getting my ass kicked in the shower or in the shower jesus <laughs> christ yeah i was in the shower <laughs> and they, they fucking jumped me in my own home um, in the bathroom Shit. in the school bathroom you know uh I like that. I I hated it at the time. I think it molded me into the person that I am today and I just sort of I'm kind of grateful for that at least. You know? I'm glad I wasn't one of those people that were doing it. I would rather be the person that was getting jumped than the person doing the jumping. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah. That's how I feel just about
1: be kind
2: to I- a, a motherfucker. Yeah. Went off on that and for a good reason. So I'm <laughs> That, that. Give
1: him a round of applause.
2: All right. So yeah, we talked about uh, burning up for two minutes, and then we talked about uh, <laughs> social issues for about ten. <laughs> yeah, we're just like. Yeah,
3: but anyway, it's a good song. Moving yeah. on. Yeah,
1: it's a great
2: tune. Move on. <laughs> up next, and, and though, we have
3: another good workers, song. In Track.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Track twelve. Sedatives. <laughs>
4: Doctor, oh, no. please, Dr. Forrest, please dial
5: 118. Doctor, 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 I like to suffocate people and bite their necks They got me in a place that ain't like the rest And all you gotta do is try to go for the neck And it's sedatives, sedatives Like that slow down Color smear all around Weird sounds You're in the mind of a clown And the wicked one somehow spinning around you down the hallway Arms strapped down with sedatives Hanging all up the neck from the IV Sedatives for the lively Study me, ask me, no answer I'm cutting your neck first chance, uh. White walls, white floors, small rooms After sedatives they become ballrooms Crows fly by my window Slow Headed that way But looking at me though I'm
0: an
1: accident Human malfunction This place uh, Does not keep people Sedated very well <laughs> Nor uh, does it have Very good security uh, It's absolute garbage I'm sorry uh, This mental
3: hospital Is not very well funded
1: I'm not thinking so. <laughs> uh somebody also poses the question uh it, like I mean they they don't pose the question they actually just outright say it but it, it brings up the question of if if life in such a state is is worth living and I feel like way too many people try to make that decision for someone else and they shouldn't.
3: <laughs> so this this uh like I feel like a lot of my notes are the same and they start out with just like loved the instrumental you know i really like the <laughs> this but but it's uh it's true a lot of atmosphere on this album tons tons of it mm-hmm. and mike p uh even though we kind of credited him for being like oh it's rock influence and this or that he i don't feel it at all in this but he nails it mm-hmm. he nails this sort of just a oh, you know yeah. creepy inside of a cold hospital feel to this song i think he did incredible uh, i love the rapping style Uh, I think that, you know, this is another good example, and I keep kind of drawing it back to somebody like, uh, you know, somebody like Necro, who's more hip-hop than death rap, but the lyrics are just woof. But it's just very, here's the beat, it doesn't change very often, and here's the flow, and it's like this the entire time. Insane Clown Posse will change that so many times through the verse, and it's very well acted, it's very well performed. All of the, the fluctuation and the delivery... It, it goes everywhere, and I think that adds a lot to the song because often what you'll see is that they'll uh, they'll say something and then you can hear it. They'll say something and then you can hear it happening. They'll talk about stabbing someone, you hear the stab. They'll talk about a gunshot, you hear the gunshot. Bah, bah, bah. It adds so much to it. And they'll do that more than a lot of artists. It'll, it'll just be scattered throughout the entire verse and the way that... They fluctuate and deliver these lines. I wrote down the line in particular that we didn't get to, but uh, 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 Jay says, um, I want a uh, a lobotomy, no shock therapy. Come clean me, nurse, take care of me. He he just for a second sings those lines Mm -hmm. in a way that's just very within his range and it sounds really good. It's just such a dope part of the verse. Uh, So yeah, yeah, this song, this is one of my standout tracks. I think all of the way uh, Shaggy does good on it and he he takes up what seems like an equal part of the song, which is nice. Um, so yeah, this is one of the standout tracks for me.
2: Hell yeah. yeah, I this is a song that never really jumped out at me whenever um, I listened to it before, but nowadays I'm like, okay, no, I get like what the story is being told there, and it's like, uh, it's called Sedatives. These people, Violent J and Shaggy Tootho, clearly need this. To, mm-hmm. I don't want to say function like normal people, but right. it's to prevent them from fucking harming everyone else around them. Right. Yes. Um. Uh, I want to see if there was like any any standout lines, but unfortunately, I couldn't.
1: Uh... Uh, these are meditatives. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, <laughs> what, <laughs> like what,
4: what was that supposed to be like? Hey, when they he just thought throw they were sedatives like and they weren't. <laughs> they were meditatives. <laughs>
3: Yeah, hey, when I take my sedatives, I go, ah, oh, drats. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> These
3: were only meditatives all along.
2: That's, uh, I will say, uh, oh, there is a, uh, a reference to the witch uh, at the end as well. Uh, yeah, there but is. But Shaggy's last verse, um, heard one guy say, why even let it live? There's probably no sedatives in hell, and that's it. the only reason I'm alive still. So... What what is that like so if Shaggy would die he wouldn't have any medication and he would just run <laughs> rampant in hell but That's is cool that, Something like that but is that also the same Shaggy who was trying to go and see Violent Jay who was dead <laughs> outside of his place with no head
3: yeah this is where it starts lived. getting a little a little <laughs> it's not so linear you know yeah they um, they've
1: lived many lives
2: throughout this <laughs> album right
1: but no it's it's it's
2: interesting because this is actually it's again jay doesn't have to yell on no. here shaggy no. yells but that's cuz shaggy has two shaggy he has he has two ranges loud and louder
3: <laughs> yep
2: um <laughs> but jay sometimes one of the one of the best things about what he says is how he says it, and whenever he does it in such a calm way, that's almost more like off-putting than if it was being yelled at you. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. it, it's it's that level of calmness that is very unsettling, and just just calm. Like, you could watch. I, I don't. I don't really watch like horror movies or anything, but it's one thing for like. A killer to yell, I'm gonna cut off your fucking head with this machete, you know, down a hallway at somebody. As opposed to the person who is inches away from your face who's saying, I'm slowly going to take this knife and slit mm-hmm. your throat. There is something that's a lot more creepy and terrifying just with that because it's saying so much with so little and with such little effort. That does so much more. And it's done very well on this song.
1: Mr. Blonde doing a weird dance to Stuck in the Middle with You is more horrifying than some guy (laughs) who's just screaming mad. I think it's Mr. Blonde. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in a minute. I've
2: never seen it, so
1: that 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 reference Okay, here's a different one. Michael Myers standing outside across the street staring through a window at you is Mm. more horrifying than somebody just... (laughs) You know what? There we go.
2: There we go. Even yeah. seen
1: I, <laughs> I,
3: uh, I prefer like a, kind of a calm, creepy Jay than someone who's like like his uh his voice in sedatives as opposed to his voice in Crooked Preacher Killers, mm-hmm. um, uh, because you know sometimes that loudness really lends to the track, uh, like in Burning Up, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it fit like really really well, but sometimes when he's just giving that monotonous one tone here's the tone to the song the whole time it's not as it doesn't hit me as hard but when he's going up and down there's a lot of fluctuation in it he's delivering it in a really interesting way sometimes he gets very calm sometimes it's almost sing-songy sometimes yeah it's it's like you never hear that from shaggy not really because yeah right he really does just go loud and louder I, i couldn't imagine shaggy just doing a soft spoken kind of a sing like like a melody verse and then sometimes when he's made to you could just tell that Jay is like, well, this is how I wrote it, so this is how you have to do it. Um, but, but then you And you then have, it never feels right.
2: And you even have, like, Jay, whenever he's, like, doing his yelling, like, like say on, like, Crooked Future Kills. That's only, like, a three for Blaze. Like, <laughs> yeah, really, yes. <laughs> so, so it could be way worse. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I've got nothing else on, on sedatives, uh, either of you? No,
3: it's a great track. Yeah. It's a fun track. It's one of my favorites. Not it's not it's not up there up there, but uh really solid all the way through.
1: It is good as hell. All right. Well, I think that it's about
2: time that we have some love on an ICP right. album.
1: Finally. It's never happened before. No,
2: but it happened. <laughs> here we are in my room.
4: <laughs> Terrible. Are you going to
5: 45 and the bell went off, thank God. Many people think I'm odd, but I talk with no one and I walk alone and I avoid sunlight with a chalky tone. I get home and don't say hi, it ain't no one there. I don't care. I walk in and go right up the stairs to my room. Get in bed and just wait for dark. Because that's when a real show starts. Tap, tap 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 on a glass, go to piece of ass. So young and pretty, it's too bad she passed. But she comes to my room and we talk at night. She's demonic and bloody, but she holds me tight in my bedroom. With her, I'm never alone. And I kiss her cold lips until the morning comes. and she gone, I can still hear her voice loom, but she only exist in the dark of my room love, i can't ignore you in my room do anything for you tap, tap, love, i do adore you in my room tap tap come come eyes. Eyes. Love, i can't ignore you in my room do anything for you tap, tap, i do adore you in my room tap, tap come come my eyes. Eyes. i try to smile a lot but i'm always so i have fun. to
1: bring something important up about this track okay <laughs> I'm Gonna go back to genius again <laughs> To read you another annotation. Oh, no. All, All right, let's hear yeah. it. Okay. It is the note on the on the track overall It's not an annotation for a oh. specific line. It's just the the breakdown of the song <laughs>
4: okay.
1: A love song by ICP This song is about a guy in love with a ghost a person that can only appear at night a person that's not really there But still driving this guy insane now. That's a pretty good wrap-up of this track, <laughs> right? Well let's skip to the very next line that he write that they decided to just throw in at the end. Even when women are not real, they still control you and make you do bad things. You are so close to just telling us about the track and letting it go. Wow. Just
4: just
2: Jesus Christ. So r- I like the song. I, I actually lied earlier. About bowling balls being Uh-oh. the only song that I really cared about whenever I was younger. Like, listening mm. to this album, this was the other one. <laughs> I fucking love this track.
3: Straight I up. love this fucking track. There we
2: go. Three it's on the board.
3: Fanned, it's, yeah. it's hands down my favorite track on the album. This is my favorite Whoa. fucking song on the album. This nice. is such a good song to me. It's bold. a it's a great storyline. Uh, the the production on it. I'm looking here. Mike P uh, yes, again P. nails it, and. Mm. Jay's vocals are mixed very, very well on it. He's kind of had that, like, lower kind of a grumbly rapping that he's uh-huh. doing. But it's yes. it's still very soft, and it's just very authentic and very, very good. Yeah. It's just really, really good. I love the concept of being in love with this ghost that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with the genius person that says that they were never there <laughs> at all. I mean, in this reality where there's 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 the witch and there's the, yeah, like, why couldn't there actually be a ghost in your room? Um, right. But the storyline the progression of the storyline i think i i you know i mentioned this uh, it was hours ago at this point obviously but in uh <laughs> suicide hotline when uh i spoke a little bit about the progression of each verse kind of revealing a little bit more this is a really great example of yes. that and how it kind of ramps up hoof i i even love you know the fucked up lines where uh i think i have a line here so i twisted its fucking head off at the neck um of him killing that cat is almost like a little it's like foreshadowing for the fucked up things he's willing to do Mm -hmm. in order to keep this thing in his life and it of course ends with him killing that whole family fellas when i was 14 years old and i heard the lines um what is it uh i cut the screen went in and found the kid blew a bowl of spaghetti in the side of his head I lost it like I (laughs) lost my mind I was holy shit that's the coolest ICP line I've ever fucking heard because it's not fun it's not it's just so descriptive and so fucking badass as far as horror music goes I blew a bowl Mm. of spaghetti in the side of his head is such a fucked up and cool <laughs> vivid line from this project that's kind of looked at to be bad at rapping, bad at writing, just joke music. There's no joke about that. That's a fire line. That's a really really good line. And um yeah, the uh the ending, you know, being kind of uh, you know, sad of just of just saying, oh, "I killed these people and it was kind of all for nothing." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it's a it's my favorite song on the album. Start to finish, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, this is one um that it always just kind of stuck out. I mean, we, the the joke of a love song by ICP. I, I, Mm -hmm. we, we've joked about it on literally every one of their albums. Um, and yet this is one that like almost has a sense of sincerity, but yes, being offset by that, like, you know, Oh, the cat scared her. Okay. Well, I got to kill the cat. Like, right. Right. That's it. Uh, and then, you know, at the end where he says, uh, she can't come back because uh because the neighbor the neighbor's kid uh, saw her um, yeah. and instantly he's like okay well they have to die clearly like that's right, that, right, exactly. there is no there is no hey um can you like not look at my house from hours blank to blank right uh, mm-hmm. you know could you could you you know take a trip
1: at this time or something like that like no they have to die clearly that's that's the yeah. most logical mm-hmm. thing that has to happen um i actually just realized um that this this reminds me of a classic from the scary stories to tell in the dark series. Mm. Um one of the stories is about a uh th- like these kids who see some other kid who has like a cool ass drum that like has like little mechanical people that dance whenever she plays it and they're like we want that drum and she's like go do bad shit and make your mom mad and so they do it and like they come back and she's like not bad enough and like eventually they just like do they're so horrible and whenever they come back she's like I thought we were just like playing a game I wasn't really gonna give you the drum and then they come back and like their mom left them oh fuck (laughs) shit That shit. and that's like what happens in this like he does all of the shit that he thinks that will keep her with him and then she just never comes back again it was all for nothing yeah
2: um I also should say like just to to foreshadow whenever we talk about the remix albums I love the remix of this one um it's uh it's it's got uh, it's got acoustic guitar on it. It's yes. it's kind yeah. of repetitive. You you might not like it Shmi, because of the of it being kind of repetitive, but there's just something about oh, no. it that makes it like
1: he's going to be another hocus pocus. No, it's
2: it's the fact that <laughs> it's the fact that it kind of makes it seem more like uplifting, which makes uh, it a little bit creepier. I yeah. don't if, if that makes any sense. Like, but uh, no, even this version, like it's still really fucking good, and I always have liked this one. Again, Jay. Jay's storytelling is fucking amazing on
1: this record. It's really, it's it is, really it is
2: on And you know, say what you want about ICP, you know, not being lyrical masters, they're not. But damn, can every can, can every now and then they tell a really really good story.
1: When they're on, they're on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: they nail it sometimes. You know, they really really do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. So yeah, love that song. in my room. That's. I think that's all we got for I, that. Yeah, said all I needed yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. It's perfect. That's <laughs> Solid it. Solid Juggalo love song. It's the track fourteen. Bass head attack.
4: It's just my, my family's out of gas They're around the corner, and you know I just got out of work. And, man, if you could just give me, like, a couple bucks,
0: man. I could mail it right back to you. So there I was watching Zappan and Son, uh, working the graveyard shift at a party store, rolling a spliff. I'm behind the glass. I see crackheads all night. But tonight the moon is red and shit ain't feeling so right. My first sight was a basin. trying to break into my car. plain view. I ran out with a crowbar, hammered it across his cranium, he fell over dead. But no blood, only dust, he's a fucking base head. Here come another one jumping out of a tree. But I ain't even had the movie missed by like 20 feet. He slammed down on the pavement, I quickly started kicking. beating him with the Stop. crowbar till he finally Stop. stopped twitching. Stop. Looked behind me, seen another zombie in the register. I'm used to shooing them off from begging from the customers, but now I gotta reach up under the seat and grab the hand axe. Whip the from there and stuck
5: it into his back the attack of the beast yeah. they had the a mission they always have a hunger something they always miss it the attack of the beast yeah. every city, every town they always have a hunger something never to
0: be found the attack of the beast yeah. they had the a mission they always have a hunger something
1: alright, so more or less a, a zombie attack but a drugs. zombie attack,
4: yes. drugs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I don't care much for the angle uh, whenever it comes to like an issue that was intentionally caused to destroy communities mm-hmm. and uh you know it's it's just something foisted upon people and it's something that shouldn't have ever happened and it dehumanizes people who need help. Mm-hmm. Totally. But uh the the general song, if I just kind of ignore that, <laughs> like it kinda rules.
2: <laughs> yeah, um so uh quick note for the final these final tracks uh from fourteen to seventeen on uh, these are all produced by Isham,
3: Isham, uh, which is
2: kind of interesting they, because I really I, this was yeah I really thought ah. this was my P, but no this is Isham, um, and <laughs> so yeah I did put like The Walking Dead but with cocaine,
4: <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: but yeah, my two notes back to back was Shaggy solo track and then yeah <laughs> and then Look at him go. and then oh wait never mind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, there's a J verse at the there's end, right? There's a J verse at the very end. There's also, there's
2: like in my opinion,
3: a not a very good J verse at the end. Like they could have not done it.
2: Yeah, it's it's unnecessary. If if yeah. you would have left it at just the two from uh from Shaggy, or maybe given him another final verse, like even if it was just like a half verse, it would have been fine. But no, Milan yeah. J, you you actually you actually did something worse.
3: He snuck what the on, hell? yeah. He snuck onto the album, or onto, the, onto the onto the song last
2: minute, <laughs> right? So um, yeah, this is this is one that I've kind of always skipped. Not gonna lie, um, I mean the beat is fine, and that that chorus is fucking dope, especially mm-hmm. you know instrumental. That heavy ass guitar sounds great, but yeah, lyrically it's it's not one that I've always been like yay for, um, and I feel bad because I don't want to say that shaggy is the reason for that it's just mm-hmm. a- again it's the, kind of the subject matter it's one that i just don't really care for too much so that's,
3: yeah that's i i not- uh i fully agree because in my notes here i say this is weirdly one of my least favorite songs on the album and i don't really know why <laughs> because uh you know the instrumental's fine shaggy's doing fine i like the chorus uh, and I really love the concept of the song. Not the concept of the song, but I really like, I guess, the zombie theme of the song, I should say.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, but for some reason, it's just, its a you know, there's like some funny lines in it. There's uh, the person jumping out of the tree, and I didn't even have to move. He missed by like 20 feet. You know, it's, it's,
4: it's, it's, it's cool,
3: you know. It's funny. I think Jay's verse at the end could have just not. Like, I'm excited for just an all shaggy song. Just let him do it. And that doesn't happen ever on this album, right?
2: Uh, no. And, and that's the no. thing. And we, we pointed out before, if you give Shaggy the opportunity to do a, a solo track, especially if it's either like two short verses or just one really mm-hmm. long verse, more right. often than not, he hits those out of
1: the park.
3: He does it really, really well.
1: Yeah.
2: He um, does
3: it really well.
1: But yeah, Jay just- When kinda... I went back to listen to Ringmaster, I actually listened to some of our episode and then just kind of let it roll into Fuck Off. And I was like, and
2: shakes. Mm-hmm. Shakes. When he tries, <laughs> he does great. He really yeah. tries. Um So, I mean, yeah, I I I totally get, I think what what the problem is, is there's nothing extraordinary about it.
4: Mm-hmm. And because of that, w-
2: w- w- the word that you use with everything there was fine. The instrumentals yeah, fine. It was fine. Yeah. Shaggy's rapping mm-hmm. is fine. And that's the thing. If it's just lackluster. That's almost worse than me saying that the greatest that I, sin. It's, it's, it's almost worse than, wow, this track is garbage because of this reason, or this track is fucking amazing because of this. Right. Having no reaction is worse than, than, than having a bad reaction sometimes. Says, yeah. Says, says the person yeah. who watches professional wrestling and bases <laughs> all of their, uh, <laughs> uh, all the reactions <laughs> of, you know, wrestlers on how good they are. You know, it's it's that's the thing for a track to not do anything and not really resonate or, you know, stay in my mind after the fact, which this one is, you know, unfortunately suffers for that. That's the that's the issue that I have with it. And I think that might be why it's just it's average and nobody wants an average ICP song.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The note that I took down was that that it's okay, but it's just kind of forgettable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty
2: much all right.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: that's
1: it. That's it. All right, up next, track four, check fifteen. 15. Angels falling. She
5: had a bright future ahead of her. She had to go on to to enormous. I climbed up the tree in the back and got on my rooftop with my 22. It's hot with little pops started busting off shots, aiming all at the sky. I emptied out the gun, busting all at the sky. Then I went and stole the bow and arrow from my dad to the arrow tips. I tied gasoline, soaked rags, climbed up with the zipper, lit them off in the sky. A trail of black smoke leading off in the sky. I bought some Chinese stars from the Kung Fu surplus. They had them under the glass. I made the purchase, climbed up in a wisdom, off in the sky. Sky. I even stood up on a chimney, wisdom off in the sky. Then I found a double barrel with shells at Walmart. I threw it in next to the fago in my shopping cart. I got home, climbed up, and blew it off in the sky. 320 in the morning, busting off at the sky. I got a blowgun, too, a real one at that. I dipped the tips in poison, lay up on my back. And now they piercing through the air, straight up into the sky. It's like the only thing you hear is pew, into the sky.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: gotta be. You got a
2: wild dog. I was just letting it for a minute, and then you can go. Just you can fade it. It's fine.
1: (laughs) It's a good, a good hook. I was watching.
2: I was. I was reading the verses, the verse as it goes on, and it just. And I was like, okay, well, we're about a minute in, so we can you can stop.
3: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, this is one verse hook end, right?
2: Yes. Uh, the, yep. the there's one oh, verse and, I didn't and realize the, hook, that. right. the hook just repeats. It's it's eight uh, mm-hmm. eight times. Um, it's just one verse long. I'll, I'll cut song. it in
1: so we have it. Yeah, I'll do a little fade. I'll do a fancy little crossfade. Okay, it. it'll be awesome. Um,
2: and the hook is done by one uh, Michelle Rap, uh, better known as Sh- uh, Sugar Slam. Uh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: that's,
4: no, that's, that's really that cool. is
2: definitely Sugar Slam. She is such a like distinct voice. Oh, I love um, that. And I think that she first, we first heard her, I think a couple albums ago. I don't remember on what, but yeah, from, from like 2003 on, um, she, uh, she pops on a lot of, of, tracks, uh, doing background stuff, whether she's singing or even just doing some kind of vocal, um, where she's talking. Um, but yeah, this was, this was one of the first real prominent ones, um,
3: nice. that
1: she was on. So... I, this is an interesting song, like, conceptually. I I think, like, his, uh, his actual, like, execution in it is, eh. But, like, conceptually, the idea of just, like, somebody that I care for died, and I want them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm really mad at heaven <laughs> for taking them. Except for also the line where he suggests that she just didn't hold on on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, the only Jay, part
3: that I really am just kind of like, eh, Because I wrote, like, this is a really adorable and sad song, you know, like the concept. And I know mm-hmm. I use that word a lot, you know, the concept of this track. But, you know, these songs have such strong and direct concepts. Yeah. Um, the, the This is, uh, you know, sad and a little bit adorable, except for those lines yeah. where he's just like, he's just kind of resentful. For no reason, right. you know, you're just kind of, eh, that's, you know, that's fucking whatever. But, you know, in the in the in the mind of somebody who's, uh, you know, mourning, then maybe who knows.
2: I think what, uh, what you have to do with that, though, is on this entire album, there's nothing that's redeemable about ICP. And hmm. that line alone had to hammer that in as well for this track to to follow with that as well. Like it's it's it it's small and maybe I'm I'm like grasping at straws for there but like yeah this you, you're you're you know you're you're devastated that's that the person that loved that you loved you know is gone you know they died and everything and you want anything to get them back but that line alone of you know I bet she didn't even try like mm-hmm. again that that resentment is is selfish and shows that you know yeah oh you're only caring about yourself in this situation
1: right so that's he is actively trying to shoot angels out of the sky (laughs) so that's the thing (laughs) Uh, again
2: there is no song on this record where icp have done anything that is quote-unquote good and without like uh, with without any form of negative consequence and mm-hmm. this is just that, I think that's just that one line that also has to do that for this song as well.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this song is definitely the closest we get to that. Because, you know, the whole the whole thing is just, even at its most playful, it's like, I collect human heads. And it's like, well, we can agree that's bad, of course. <laughs> uh, but this one, you know, there's nothing really bad that he's doing. It's all, it's all just for the for the sake of missing somebody wanting them back and all this stuff but yeah that one line really uh pushes it in just being like ah it's selfish it's 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 yeah it's not good but you know as is the entire album so that's that's it, fine
1: <laughs> there's also like a, a a weird thing in the context of it where it's like I, it's it's very human where like regardless of what you believe about like life after death like you still fear death and like even if you're even if in your mind you're absolutely certain that somebody is, like, in heaven or something, you're also, like, like, your mind is still, like, they're gone. Like, right. that's it. Right. Like, like you you don't, like, people still think about the fact, like, they still think of it as they're gone and I don't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And not, like, I will see them someday again. Yep. <laughs> and, like, that's where this guy goes to. And it's, like, interesting. I've been reading um, Plato with a with a breeding group and like one of the things that he talks about in creating a state is that the people who will fight and like do war for the state are not allowed to grow up hearing stories of like people mourning death or, you know, like any negative things Mm. uh, like associated with death because he wants them to grow up believing that death is just a cool thing. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Like that's how he wants the warriors to be in his ideal conception of a state. And I'm like, that's, interesting. It is
3: very interesting.
1: Like it's just a celebration of like they're dead and that's fine, you know. They had their life was good. And it's not sad that they're gone.
3: <laughs> the uh the imagery at the you know the end of these this this uh this track where with all of the angels kind of falling from the sky and he's he's just he's he's not stopping until he finds the one that he's looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh really beautiful stuff to me, you know. That's that's uh y- that's really nicely done. The is, and I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but in my notes here, I'm curious: is is this the only reference of Fago on the album?
1: Uh, they've referenced it here and there, I think. Really? You know what?
3: Because this was the only time I noticed it on the album is because he actually says the word Fago, and I go, "Are they talking about Fago on this album?" Because usually it's kind of sprinkled throughout the album. This is the first time I noticed it. There's probably somewhere you earlier, but this is the only time be- I noticed it last night.
2: You might actually be right. I don't I mean I've been looking at the lyrics throughout these throughout this uh, album while we're recording and I don't actually see that. So, you might be right. That's Maybe. possible. I Maybe. I do not recall.
1: You can reference Fago and uh-huh. House Pippa not Juggalo.
2: <laughs>
3: not Juggalo, no. You can get close. <laughs> see, but,
1: see my, yeah. My my big problem is that like I I do have like absolutely terrible memory. So like I I kind of like re-experience the songs and remember what they're like while we're listening to them. So, like, any any references to stuff that happens in them after that fact, like my brain is just blanked on. You're them like, I don't fucking forward, know. You tell me.
3: Yeah, you really don't hold memory for more than an hour now that I think about it.
2: <laughs> it's sad, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's depressing. Yeah, I might make a phone call about it later.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, we are uh, we're, we're we're
1: hitting the we're hitting the final stride. All right. Coming cool. in. Track number 16. Manic depressive. In my mind.
2: Shmeev. Yes. I hit you up a few days ago. You did. Saying that I really enjoyed how this album was structured, except for this song. Yes.
3: We have very, very, very similar tastes on this album. I fucking hate this song.
2: I absolutely (laughs) despise this track.
3: Oh, thank you. No, I don't like this fucking track at all.
2: It does nothing for me, and the fact that it is the second to last song really irks me this it's it's placement is far too slow for where it is um and given it that it is ki- in a weird sense the last quote unquote track
4: song like, last yeah.
2: original song on here um it really really bothers me i would have been fine with angel- album, yeah. i would have been fine with angels falling being the the last one if you would have had man depressive be yeah. a couple tracks before I think it would have been structured just a bit better, or if you didn't can, fucking song at I, all. But
3: I completely that's... agree. To 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 remove it would have been the best choice. To yeah. to put it somewhere on the album that wasn't right here
1: mm-hmm.
3: would would be fine. Yeah. You know,
1: we uh, we I already have don't... Suicide Hotline, which does everything that this yeah. song tries to do. Right, it really, and, and it does it extremely better. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This this track,
2: it's. I don't like the instrumental. The instrumental is boring like, to me. I don't like yeah. anything about it. Like this is the it's like this is the most passion that I've had in in dislike on
1: this record. They could have sampled Manic Depression from Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> and it could have been I don't good. Think they would have they,
3: had the money they, for it. The uh, the instrumental is mostly a beat. It's mostly just percussion driven, and it's pacing. The song's pacing is not is not very good to me, and that's mostly what I said here. The instrumentals are just really boring to me. Um, I've always hated this song from when I was, uh, you know, a kid. Since the album came out, you know, I reached this song and I go, eh, okay, that's that's okay, whatever. Kind of an odd choice for the end there. But I do have a lot to say about this track on the remix album. That only... Oh. I had only heard the remix album for the first time in my life about a month ago. Because I was just looking for new stuff to listen to, and I was listening to a lot of Juggalo shit at the time. Right And, um... I was like, you know what I've never I've never really checked out? Like, I've heard it maybe one time as a teenager but never really started listening to it was that remix album. And, uh, you know, because I love these two records a lot. Let's hear what, you know, these other producers have to, you know, and, like, that one has, like, Mikey Clark all over it and um, at least all over the uh, the Shangri-La portion of it. Mm-hmm. But on this album, in, I'm sorry, on this song in particular, uh, originally produced by Isham and I guess Final J, uh, Fritz the Cat does something wildly different to it. And it makes me really like the song like I actually like not as a part of this album But just as an individual track the instrumentation is beautiful. There's like orchestral instruments. There's reverse sounds There's nice like classical guitar on it And it adds a layer of authenticity to the lyrics when he's actually saying all these lyrics that kind of read as being corny to me when I hear him over this beat Mm -hmm. but when I hear those same lyrics over this new instrumental I think Fritz the Cat just nails it it's it, it it's much more it's much more sad and I think it it sort of it sort of encompasses that uh manic depressive theme that they were going for a lot better and he makes it a much prettier song even if the melody of the lyrics uh, uh isn't pretty it's quite it's it's quite ugly really um the remix I I've learned to love over the last month and I'll just listen to it I don't know every few days I'll just be like, man, that's that's really, really pretty. So I think Fritz the Cat nailed the remix. That should have been on the album. That they shouldn't have had him just stop there. <laughs> he should have had some say in Manic Depressive because he made the song good. The album version, it's always a skip for me. Always a skip. I, I you know, I pretty much stopped listening after Angels Falling. I'm just like, okay. Well there's where the album should have fucking ended.
2: <laughs> I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I was literally just going to say I haven't heard the remix one in in actual years, so I can't wait for whenever we talk about the remix album to hear that version. Um,
3: Revisit that. Yeah, it's, I probably, it's a beautiful version.
2: It's, it's really sad whenever like I'm lis- just listening to my regular music and there'll be songs that come up randomly and I'm like, okay, cool, I can listen to this. But like if it's something that we're going to be doing really, really soon or something that we just finished doing... I won't uh-huh. touch it until then. <laughs> wow, <laughs> or, or, yeah, you know, cool. or if it's one that we did recently, I'm like, okay, no, I, I have to, you know, stop listening to this for a little bit. I gotta listen to some other stuff and then, you know, work my way back into it. It's the same way whenever I go to concerts, I'll uh, it'll be a couple days before a concert, and I'll exclusively listen to music from that artist, and then I'll still listen to it for like another day or two. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then the post concert depression hits and then I'm like, okay, well I have to listen to something else now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah, I forget
3: that I can't go back to that.
2: Exactly. So, so yeah, Uh I I can't wait to listen to, uh, to the remix, but I won't get to for, you know, another fucking 10 episodes or something. I can't remember.
3: I think you're going to really enjoy it. It, it really like thinking about it now in my head, if they had ended the album with that instrumentation and how, how soft and orchestral that was, uh, maybe g- g- got rid of of uh, uh, Shaggy's uh, end of that of that uh song too, because that you know that kind of sucks to me as well. Right. If it was just Jay yeah. and his verses and how sad that they are with that lush orchestration, it it, it uh, I think that would have been a really good end to this album.
1: I I kind of like the way that Shaggy's verse is structured for like just like the repetition of it and the way that he goes through it. I think it could work if you frame it in a way mm-hmm. i don't know how but like i know i know that there are good ways there there's a cool way that you can do what he has here it almost sounds like something that you would hear like chanted in the background of something right like over like a slower like a uh, like while somebody's like singing something you would hear like what he's doing in the background of it and i think that could work really well i just don't know how it would fit into this track oh, i just you looked added up some the lyrics stuff. to
3: that that um shaggy's verse there is the is the one that's uh there's like I don't want to do this and that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I was imagining a completely different verse for the end of the song. Cause I'm always fucking skipping it, but uh, yeah. no, I agree that, that, uh, the structure of this really isn't that bad. I think it just kind of fits in the song in a weird way. Um, but, uh, the lyrics to it, I think are really good. Yeah. And, uh, even that as an end of the album or especially an end to this song called manic depressive, uh, it could have worked really well. I think that's why I don't like this song. like, after finding the remix of it, I don't like this song even more because I'm it just, just has, like... potential that I just know is kind of wasted. Been. I know what it... You know, this album could have ended like like that, and uh, that would have been awesome. You know, that would have been really good. But instead, yeah. we just have a song that I skip every time now.
1: I, I appreciate it at the very least for teaching me that manic depressive is the like an outdated term for bipolar disorder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was not aware of that.
2: Um... And uh, just one final note that I uh, that I thought about, and uh, I hope you guys laugh at uh, the first line <laughs> in my mind's eye. Uh, after that, I could have swore every time I heard, because I never looked at the lyrics, it sounds like he says, "You throw a Guinness at me." <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: good. So
2: I can't tell if if a uh, a, a beer is being thrown at Valentin's head or a book of world records. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but that is literally how I've always heard that. Until no joke today.
4: <laughs> really?
2: When I, when I looked at the lyrics, like when you
3: read the lyrics, you go wickedness. What, what? That's not a
1: book at all. <laughs> so just chucking a beer Stein at Jay. <laughs> so it's probably happened before. I suspect he said again is chucked at him on stage. I'm sure.
2: I wonder has he tore? Has he gone to Ireland? No, never mind. They wouldn't waste it. They would not waste
1: it. They would not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's manic depressive. I think we are ready to go on to track what, Mike? Um,
2: well, let's see. The last one was sixteen. Before that would have been fifteen.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seven.
1: <laughs> that's real underground, baby. Baby. Just gonna bring this down. Let it let it keep playing. This is a 12 minute and 36 seconds song. Um, now I actually appreciate the existence of this. I think I, I think I brought this up to you. Um, this album is as long as the Wraith Shangri-La. It is an hour and four minutes and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a long album. However. If you take these 12 minutes away from it, it comes out to 50 something minutes, 52 minutes or so. And that's pretty manageable. The rest of it feels pretty short. Mm -hmm. So in my listens, I feel like I got here in a decent time. And so whenever I hear this, I'm like, I know I'm at the end and I don't feel quite like I was hit with this outrageously long album. it it feels shorter when all of that time is condensed to the end of the album mm-hmm. for me that's it's psychological but uh this is it's like if the unveiling wasn't had nothing else going on for it except for the parts after the unveiling yep. section of it yeah, <laughs> like I, that's what this track I, I, is. I
2: remember uh when i texted you and i was like oh, <laughs> was like oh, hold up <laughs> We got
0: here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was like, "Real underground baby is like, they took the unveiling and were like, how can we make something longer than this, but also not as significant?" <laughs> and this is what—that's exactly did. what I was gonna say. That's exactly.
3: I was. I was just like, like it, like it feels like they were like, let's take the unveiling and like, I don't know, like, do you want to fuck around and make it bad? And they were like, yeah,
4: let's
2: let's do that.
3: Um, there, there I was a, good
2: stuff I I here. Part right here. Oh yeah, I absolutely love this fucking part. It's, Real I'm it's a cool line.
1: It's a cool fucking line to me. I don't.
2: I, I hate,
1: like the Candyman quote.
3: I don't hate the song individually, but I have to tell you, I hate the fucking song on the album. I like. Yeah. My yeah, only note song. for this song. Like my only note for this song is just no, like it just says no on it because I'm just like I always I, like if I'm listening to Hell's Pit as an album, I'm stopping before this song. But sometimes I'll just want to listen to this song alone because there's a lot of dope parts in it. But yeah. it, it, it feels like it was done very quickly. It feels like they were like, ah shit, we need 17 tracks. But Jay, this the the album comes out in two hours. You know they're like, okay, well let's let's do a remix Sean, song. Put then. this beat down quick uh it's it just feels very very weird to me on the album personally and i I just don't like it a part of hell's pit i like the song and they're making little references to the witch and stuff it just feels very out of place and it doesn't feel like a a, like an appropriate end like it feels like it should be a bonus track on one of the dvds that came with the album but a part of the finished album i don't know i just i i personally don't like it
2: yeah it's 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 definitely like kind of a left field one because at least with the unveiling it was hey we're telling you about what the dark carnival actually is and everything and the samples that were strewn around on that song were more often than not most of them at the very least kind of indirect references that were saying oh yeah like we've been saying this for years right so that's why you know we're putting these on here on this album or on this song rather all the samples are just samples they're here to exist mm. they're not helping to really um add anything to the concept of hell's pit the radical or anything no. yeah. about you know the witch or anything like that um you know, it's like they just grabbed. I mean, I do appreciate that they went in order of what the Joker cards are for yeah. their samples. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they did choose some some pretty cool uh, samples to go with. This was actually the reason I went back to listen to the Loons. <laughs> oh really? Because they have that. They have the the hook on here. Yeah.
2: Um, but but other than that, I mean, it's. I, I think the fact that like there's so many sections like right now where it's just beat and there's no words to it. Mm-hmm. it, because the song is 12 minutes long, that makes it feel longer. Yeah, and, right. so, and so and yeah. it just, it kind of drags. And there actually is a video for this. Um, really? it's, it's on one of the two Hell's Pit uh, DVDs. I think it's the one that I have actually. Where oh, yeah, come with the DVD, it's, yeah. It's mostly just concert footage. And then they kind of have like a fade in effect that like flashes the Joker card. Oh my God. Um, of whatever uh, of whatever song is playing.
3: You're unlocking such an old memory in my brain right
4: now. <laughs> I'm like, I
3: saw that. I witnessed it as a as a little insufferable teen. And then haven't seen it since then. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw now, that. And it was and on now the And later
2: today, since you're not listening to the whole album, you're going to go on YouTube and you're going to look gonna up gonna the video for Underground, baby. Of course. Yeah, but, I specifically
3: remember all of the Joker's cards kind of fading in and out. Uh-huh. And you know, it was like concert footage and yeah. things like that. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. This, you know, the... I agree with the fact that like they're cool remixes. I like that they're happening in a specific order, but when they introduce anything at all, you know, I mean like whatever, whatever sample they use next, um, I'm left thinking like, yeah, what, what the fuck does that have to do with this album? You know, like it, it's right. not, it doesn't feel purposeful. Like, uh, you know, the Unveiling had all of that. It was like there was reason behind that, and it was just kind of odd to end both albums with different remixes.
1: <laughs> if there's one thing that um, uh, the Wraith Shangri-La really makes me think about, it's suck my nuts, bitch. Fuck <laughs> <you.">
2: <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, even when I listen to the unveiling, and I'm like, okay, well, there's all these random references of, you know, that could be streamed with, like, of what God They're is. They're all
1: partying.
2: <laughs> but, like, whenever they sampled like, the dirt ball on there, this is our world, this is our world, this is our world to get the fuck out. Right. Like, what does that do? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's just, like, they're referencing, like, the Juggalo world.
1: Okay,
2: fine. But,
0: yeah. Suck sure. my nuts, bitch. Fuck you. That fuck is you. nothing. I
2: mean,
1: like, they they are very much still, like, even, like, throughout it, they're sitting there, like, whatever they do, like, the we're not sorry if we tricked you thing. I mean, they are kind of taunting yeah. people in their own Yeah, that's way. what I was going to say, is that that almost is-
3: feels appropriate to me because it's the whole part leading up to that where it's, like, we don't give a fuck. If we tricked you, we don't care about anything. <laughs> we're, we're, this is how we are. This is how we've always been. It's always been there. If you don't want to be a part of it, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And that encompasses a lot of juggalo, but just uh, almost like uh, the ideals of being a juggalo. It's just like, I am this way and suck my nuts, you know? Like, it's, that's it. So it's not a perfect placement but i think it i think it works a lot better than this track for sure
1: yeah this this track is just very out of place it's it's it is literally just we want to do the thing that we did but right they just don't know how to fit it in which well, is not I, to say that i, I do don't wanna, like it
3: i do like this song individually what? but to end the album with it i was always like ah eh, man a hidden track yeah Maybe, I, I don't know but just,
2: what they should have done with this song make it a track two of a hollow wicked single oh definitely uh, plain is simple yeah like you yes, make the song sure. so you want people to hear it give it away at a gathering give it mm-hmm. away on on a Hallow Wicked single not be the Hallow Wicked single because that would piss people off because they yeah, want to hear <laughs> that brand new one I think what was 2004 that was Murder Cloak yeah yeah that was Murder Cloak um, so you,
1: you have to have that but if you
2: put this as a second track on there people would love it it would jam the yeah. fuck
1: to it yeah it's a fun song yeah. to listen to so there, there is something that I that I would like to to read real quick. Please do. Uh, again, this is a, so regarding who took the chicken off the plate oh. and put oh, it in the yeah, fridge. Oh yeah, I sent you the uh, the annotation, right? Uh, no, I, I just looked it up. up. Yeah. It's you, se- you sent me the Instagram, oh, the Instagram. video. Yes, there was an Instagram
3: it. video recently. Yeah. Yes.
1: So let me uh, let me read this real quick. During episode thirteen of the Shaggy and the Creep podcast, Shaggy was asked why he took the chicken off the plate and put it in the fridge. He answered, "Oh my god." Huh. At the time, I was really, really, really heavy into chicken sandwiches. Some were concerned. I had a lot of people concerned about me. It was a rough time, you know? It didn't matter what kind of chicken sandwich. It could have been a grilled chicken breast, you know? It could have been a McChicken. It could have been a pulled chicken sandwich. I was just spiraling down a bad path with chicken sandwiches. Not a part of my life I like to talk about too much, you know? I hurt a lot of people in the process. I lost my family. Thank God they came to an understanding about me and my chicken and they came back, but I was very lucky, you know? So I don't want to delve into that too much because it's a really bad part of my life. We'll just keep it at that for now. Maybe one day I'll be willing to talk about it.
4: (laughs) And for that alone,
1: I love Shaggy too
4: yeah <laughs> of course so good
2: and we've said I, I, i've said this before on the podcast if you don't follow shaggy tune up on instagram what are you doing with your life He's his instagram social media is so good his instagram is he, amazing
3: you know the the uh, the icp official uh, twitter account and the instagram account you know it's it's what it is Yes, yeah. it's, it's fine and then and then jay has his own uh that he barely and runs It's it's just it's just worse, you know. But Shaggy jumped right into it. Was just like, all right, I'm gonna practically be a fucking influencer. Uh, He he just he just really did the whole thing correctly, and then he's doing the you know that that uh, Shaggy and the creep shit that he's doing, and he's doing Twitch streams. He's just really really making it happen, which is which is cool because it seems like Jay's like very much just ignoring the internet, you know.
2: Yeah, he's a bitter old man. (laughs) Shaggy will tell you, you know how you prevent coronavirus? Eat some dirt. Build Eat up your dirt, immune baby. system You'll be yeah. fine Dirt don't hurt <laughs> I love that whenever he uh, He was in the hospital um, Because he, I think he had Back or neck surgery And people yeah. were so concerned That he got COVID Because <laughs> it was like <laughs> Right whenever Like it was starting To blow the fuck up Ooh. So people were like Really worried You know And then you know Sometimes he just decides To try and drop kick Fred Durst
3: Yep <laughs> Everybody,
2: everybody <laughs> makes bad decisions
3: Uh huh
2: <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> So yeah, uh, Real Underground yeah, Baby uh, is a song that was created,
4: and it is. It sure yeah.
1: does exist, and and we Effective. have listened to almost all of it. Oh my at this
4: God!
5: Point. Yeah, it's coming up at the end of it. Really? Wow! But yeah, yeah, uh, I, the at the time. very
1: least, it got me to go back and listen to some Ringmaster stuff. Which is dope. And you know what? Thanks, Real Underground Baby. And I mean, they played the so, sample from the really, really good version of Chicken Hunting. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 Oh, wow, the song's actually leave, ending now. Leave my house. <laughs> I'm throwing my tablet out the window. You're not allowed in here anymore. There we go.
3: There it is. There's and it, the album. It wraps
1: right back around into the intro, actually, like, very nicely.
3: And I will. I mean, just hearing it all the way through then, because I haven't heard the song all the way through in a while. Yeah, I got to double down say it's a bad choice for the end of the album. <laughs> it's, a, it's not. I think it's a great song. Uh, but it's got fuck all to do with the whole, like... We spoke so highly on how conceptual this album was all the way through. And then they and then at threw it the, end, the were fucking like, yeah, window at the end. Let's do the chicken <laughs> plate fridge shit. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> because it is fun, you know? It's it's fun. Yeah. <sighs> Hidden track. Yeah. Sampler. Forgotten Fresh it. is something, you oh, know? Oh,
2: yeah. They could have put this on in Forgotten Fresh. It's no problem. Yeah. Could have done
3: that easily. but They'd they... have been
2: like, oh, yeah, we were having a lot of fun. Not whenever we did the Wraith Hell's Pit, right. we cooked this up, and it was gonna <laughs> it was be party. the end. But we came up with a better song that we uh, that you actually heard at the end of right. Hell's Pit. I don't really know how how else you could have ended Hell's Pit, though. I mean, or, or, or yeah. unless they made two other songs because we already decided to get rid of Manic Depressive. <laughs>
3: All <laughs> oh, right. No. I know that well, there was a lot of B-sides and stuff. There was Hell Seller,
2: right? Is, um, well, yeah, and then there were uh, other B-sides that uh, were on Forgotten four Freshness more. 4, which we'll get to.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so, yeah, there were other songs, and even th- they say in the description for a couple of them, like, they had them on the website playing in the background. People were like, yo, what is this song? Mm. So that's going to be interesting because Forgotten Freshness 4 was the first ICP album I ever bought. So, wow, cool. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To, <laughs> it's, that's what happens whenever you want to get as many songs as possible and don't have a lot of money. Because that two-disc album costs $13 at my local FYE. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm going with this. <laughs> Weird yeah, choice, the, um, but that's, that's how it was.
3: Um, I own Hell Seller on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just one of those people that was like, gotta have it because mm-hmm. uh, you know they hyped it up so much. That they were just like, we've we've uncovered this these these tracks, and I was like, I love Hellspit. Mm-hmm. Hellspit's one of my favorite albums. I gotta own that vinyl. Gotta say, it's God. It took like a year for it to get here. Like it took so fucking long for it to get here. I'm not um, But um, their records. I don't know if you guys actually uh, collect vinyl or anything, but their their records are always they're hit or miss, but they're usually hit. Like they they'll they'll put out a really nice product except when they don't hell's pit wasn't that good hell's cellar sucked as a vinyl Uh i didn't really love the songs on it and then um the funniest part about hell's pit is that when you open it up there's a picture of them from that era on the inside but it's just like a very old pixelated jpeg of it (laughs) blown up printed on the actual like and i was like what the fuck you don't have any shots of the from you guys then like it looks like this is just like a 500 KB JPEG that you blew up in the studio. Like this. Oh my God, this is so bad. So,
2: I didn't even know that they not made of a, a vinyl for Hell's Pit. I knew they had the Hell Seller one, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that they. I I don't have an actual record player, unfortunately, but I have been collecting mm-hmm. a lot of the vinyls. I still get one. Um, I've been very lucky to. I own a uh, one of the Wraith vinyls, um, and actually, I'm in the process of buying one of the die cut. Wraith singles um for not an arm and a leg. I'm just waiting on a response from the person.
3: Wait, wait, wait. You 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 own uh la on vinyl? Yes I do. Oh, that's
2: I have I have the Wraith man. and I have Riddlebox, which I know are two of the wow. really hard ones. I, I'm sad that I missed out on uh both Malenkos from a couple years back, unfortunately. Yeah. I didn't I, I the the record store that I went to did not have them. I was super pissed. But owning
3: uh, yeah. uh, Shangri-La On vinyl is nothing to sneeze at That's uh, that's not you know, because you know all yeah. of these new things Like uh, Malenko and uh, There was a oh, ringmaster recently And um, well, They you uh, know they're repressing a lot of old Stuff now they did like Dark Lotus they did um, Yeah but not the good one did... <laughs> No no they did not They did uh, Wizard of the Hood Which I was yep, really excited for Because I fucking love that album nice. And I got that on vinyl but Shangri-La hasn't been repressed yet so this is this is an old pressing you own. This is a very very old pressing.
2: They've only made a thousand, um, they only made a thousand of them.
3: You're very lucky to own that. That I that's that's a really really great album. Yeah. Um. I, the worst I actually part about also... that
2: though, the worst part about it was whenever I got it, I was bidding for it on eBay, and uh. um, somebody who lives in the same apartment as me, uh, decided to bid against me because they were going oh, to get no. it. Because they were going to get it for me. So it went up for a lot more than I intended to originally pay. <laughs> so you're bidding against yourself. But I owned it, so it was okay. So, yeah. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I also have um, Riddlebox on vinyl. I'm very proud of that one. I used to have but two of they're, them. They're, they're, wow, really? Yeah. They're, um, they're repressings. Uh, they sound good, they sound pretty good. And uh, sometimes I'll even play with doing like a heavier vinyl weight. Uh, the 180 grams good. I've... Yeah yeah exactly um, So that's always been good But yeah they did uh, Hell's Pit Somewhat recently and I jumped on that Because I love the album so much uh, The variant is really beautiful it's like black and red It looks like flames Nice. Um, and uh, it's really really good to own But I've only spun it you know a couple times Because I also you know I do own a record player But how often am I actually listening to vinyl You know like I have to be in the mood I have right. to put it on Most of their albums are double LPs anyway So it's like am I really going to put an album on Yeah. Flip it Change it, flip it, just to hear it. No, just listen to it on fucking Spotify. It's gonna play through the same speakers. You know? Exactly.
1: I mean I do I do want to get a record player at some point just for some of the stuff that I I only have like a bunch of weird shit on vinyl, mm-hmm. like um like I've got like some my Mega <laughs> Ran stuff. I got like coheed and Cambria stuff oh, nice. for my Wait, bonus things, b- uh Samusom, um, and I also have the lustful <laughs> sex life of a perverted <laughs> nympho housewife, which I technically consider a juggalo album because it's used on um, of Love. Tunnel of Love hey. and That was other the one things. that they sampled. <laughs> so, after all said and done, that was Hell's Pit. That's Hell's Pit. I need to get a new notebook.
4: You better.
2: <laughs> so, holy hell, we've talked for like three and a half hours, which we sure have. Uh, yeah. I don't have mind. I'm sorry that sh- maybe you have to do all this editing, but whatever. That was Hell's Pit. This was this was a. We said it, it was a dark album. It was one that they had to make I think this is what some people maybe wanted the wraith to be when it first came out mm-hmm. in 2002 um but I mean we we heard countless times that Jay said you know oh the wraith every lyric we stand by it this is the record we had to make and so that's what mm-hmm. Ray Law was this is not a first album that you give to somebody who wants to listen to ICP nope
3: no it no, is not no, no
2: it is not indicative of the rest of their music. Um, that was the note that I wanted that I that I took earlier, and I was gonna say it. I was like, no, I'll save this for the end. But it is not something that they're like, oh, you listen to this insane clown policy. What what album would you say uh, I should try first? This is not what right. you hand them.
3: You no, hand never, them
2: never never never. Just hand them Malenko. <laughs> Malenko is it all, all the time. Yeah, yeah here's Malenko. You'll time. probably like it or hate it,
3: and this will determine like whether or not you have that Juggalo blood
2: inside you. Right, yeah. and that's the thing. Like I, like I said, it was an. This was an album I didn't care for when I was younger, and that's because I hadn't fully experienced life yet and seen mm. how <laughs> shitty life can be and how, how like, how much suck the world has sometimes. Right. So a lot of the songs didn't really hit with me, and nowadays, like. In a bad way, you know, they do resonate, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I can at least appreciate the music more now. And there's more right. of these songs that get a regular spin for me. But this would be the last that they would, I mean, they didn't even talk really about the Dark Carnival on this album, even though mm-hmm. it's technically the other half of the Joker's Card. The Dark, the Dark Carnival saga was done in 2002, and we wouldn't yeah. have anything else Dark Carnival related until 2009.
4: So right. where the Damn. fuck
2: do the
1: clowns go from here? I guess we'll
2: find, we'll find out. out as it
1: goes on. But what are your guys' final thoughts? I don't it? even know. It's a it, it
3: is a though it's not a quintessential ICP. I, I mean I don't even want to say quintessential. Uh, to me it's a it, this is an incredibly important album, but it's not. You had mentioned it's not like a typical ICP album, and it's true. It's very different. Um, it follows a different path but I think it's a dope album. It's a really dark album. It's a really, really good album from start to finish. The concepts on it are really strong and they're following it harder than they ever have before. It's an important album for me, obviously, because I didn't go to school. I went home. I listened to it with headphones, just read every lyric. I connected with it really early on because that was the first album I ran out and bought record store same day. I was so excited for it. I think it's great. And I also think that it's, uh, you know, it, what was it, like three hours ago at this point when we were talking a little <laughs> bit about Shangri-La you had uh, you had mentioned that he references this album on that album, and it's true. And I have to say, it's so funny for him to say, the shit is called Hell's Pit, run out and get it, two years before the album drops. <laughs>
4: <Yep>. <laughs>
3: he drops that, that song, yep. and then we're just like, well, I guess he's just future-proofing the song. And he did, and yeah. it's fine. But there was a two-year gap where you couldn't run out and get that fucking album. And it was supposed it was to funny. be only
2: one year. He Whoops. said at, the, at right. the gathering it was going to be a year after on the same day. Mm-hmm fail that's true um, He did
3: wow you're unlocking a lot of just ancient memories but he did say that at the (laughs) gathering jay is a liar uh but yeah Yeah, my um, like my final thoughts are just that it's great it's really wonderful uh i think it it's so conceptual it's so nice they fall short sometimes but when they nail it they nail it 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 kind of it gets more dark than icp usually would and uh lyrically i think it's some of their best work just as rappers just not as as like kooky killer clowns. Just as rappers, they throw out a lot of verses here that I'm like, you nailed it. You just straight up fucking nailed it. This is a good verse compared to many other rappers who aren't in today, in the juggalo world at all. This is just a great verse, and yeah. I love to see them actually do that.
1: Oh, schmee. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. I did not. I did not think that I was going to enjoy this album as much as I did. Like, cause. The Wraith is really good. Like, I like, this. I like mm-hmm. the Wraith Shangri-La. It's a fucking great album. I really love it. Um, but no, I actually did really like this a lot. Um, there's like, again, like we've talked about it throughout this whole album that they have a concept and they stick to it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very well fleshed out. Uh, this wasn't a hard listen. Like I, I have, I have a hard time like listening through albums sometimes just because it's just hard to do for me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just can't focus on things. This is an easy listen. Like, it does not feel like it drags very much. Um, and it's engaging. They, it's, it's, like, relatively thought-provoking at times. And that's cool. Like, they have, like, it it evokes a lot of images in the mind, which is, like, just good. <laughs> like, they did a good fucking job. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just really good. If I was going to take three tracks off of this album. No, you don't take uh, three it, tracks it, off. If I was going to take three tracks off to keep with me forever. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> your three favorites and the one you're getting rid of. Uh, In My Room. It's great. It's a fucking great song. Amazing track. Uh, probably Bowling Balls. It's fun, and we have a good time. And this last one's gonna be hard. Um, I'd probably go with Suicide Hotline. There you go. Mm. That's tight. Mitch?
3: So is it? Uh, I get rid oh, of. We, I think
1: we'd all get rid of manic depressive. Yeah, we're so, all I mean, getting like, rid of manic right. depressive. Is that, is that
3: right? <laughs> so is it two of our favorites? One we would cut.
1: Three,
2: three uh, favorites. Three favorites. And three one favorites.
3: Cut. Okay, Whew, man, I love this whole fucking. <laughs> um. um, I would say. Uh, I mean, in my room is uh is an easy one for me. Sedatives, and then maybe maybe suicide hotline. Uh, and then if I got to cut one, if we're all just agreeing that you know manic depressive is the one uh <laughs> m- then my second choice
2: would be i would get real underground baby the fuck out of here
4: that's fair <laughs> fair
2: yeah. all right i am going with uh my faves are uh suicide hotline uh truly alone i almost picked that yeah and and in my room those those ones those ones really hit for me um nice. it was uh, i almost didn't have truly alone because I was like eh, balling balls is still fun but no it's it's truly alone um And then mm.
1: fuck, "Manager," parts of I can't
2: i fucking
4: can't with that song.
3: <laughs> that's so bad,
1: but, like I'm. That's, that's three for three on "In My Room." Yeah, Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> almost it's, never. It's had just it. the
3: standout hotline. track.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. We all
3: picked "Suicide Hotline." Yep, nice. Yeah, yeah those so, are the standout tracks, man. I kind of yeah. love him. We just have a whole a episode about solid, "In My Room."
2: How? It's this is a damn solid record for
1: real. So, all right. Um, we would like to thank you so much. Coming on this show, guys. It was an honor. Three and a half hours. <laughs> it is.
2: I'm,
3: I'm sitting here. I'm I'm sweaty because I can't have my fan on right now, and it's same, like 90 degrees same. in California. Yeah, it's hot It's as shit so hot right now, but it was worth it. We did it for the greater good. We did it because we're down. Uh, it was an honor to be on the show. It was a lot of fun, guys.
1: It's an honor to have
2: you, man. Um, yes, I really enjoyed this. Um, so uh, please, uh, everybody who was listening, uh, let us know your thoughts on the record. Um, you can hit us up on our various uh, social medias. Um, you can hit us up on our Facebook, Juggalo Judgment.
1: Our Twitter, at Juggalo Judgment. Our Instagram, at Juggalo Judgment. You can hit us up with an email, Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. You can
2: hit up our personal Twitters if you'd like, at Shmeave. at Mike Spawn the S E J. And I'm also available on Instagram as uh, at straighted Juggalo. Mitch, uh, Mitch
1: you do you got things
2: got on the on? internet.
3: Uh, let's see, I make music for a living still. Uh, the, I've been doing this for a long time. If you want to check out my music, uh, d- you really do not have to. I make <laughs> a completely different genre than Juggalo shit, but I am myself a Juggalo. Uh, my music project is called Flatsound. You can go to flatsound.org or search it on Spotify or do anything like that. Uh, But again, don't feel inclined. But I do have a podcast that you might like. Uh, It's called All the Space in Between. I uh, do it with my partner. It's a weekly podcast. It's an advice show where we go on there and just give like half-assed advice to people who are like, oh, no, I pissed the bed. And we're like, you're an idiot. Uh, So we have a weekly show. It's called All the Space in Between. You can listen to it by going to allthespaceinbetween.com or searching All the Space in Between on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, all of those things. So check it out if you want. But if you don't, that's cool. I'm
1: going to and you can't stop
3: me. Right. I can. I'll delete it right now. No!
2: And we, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we have links for that in our uh, in our description, so that everybody can can check that out at their leisure.
3: Cool. 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 Thank um, you guys so much.
2: Yes. So thank you very much for being on the show. This was a fucking blast. I loved it. And um, you know, maybe maybe further on down the line, maybe we can get you on another episode. Because whenever um, you guys want, I'm always I, down to
3: talk Juggalo shit. Because I, I want to point
2: something out um you know your fucking shit and i clearly have to step up my fucking game on this podcast
3: <laughs> i love to hear it i love to hear that shit yeah when like you know i'll often talk to Juggalo sometimes who are just like oh yeah i love icp2 and i'm like cool and then they'll like only talk about songs off of malenko and i go you know you you misled me
2: <laughs> no no um, no i can't do yeah, that so for
3: me to be on this podcast you know because i found this podcast just i was bored one night uh, months and months ago, and I was like, I want to listen to some Juggalo content. And <laughs> I just searched Juggalo on uh, Apple Podcasts, and your guys' podcast, the first That's one that came awesome. out was Juggalo Judgment. <laughs> cool. And I started listening. Uh, you know, I just clicked on some random episodes that I liked the albums of, and I loved the structure of it. I loved that you guys were like, You know, not pieces of shit. That was really cool. That was like, hey, they're actually kind of progressive and cool dudes. That's awesome. Thank you. So that same night, I reached out and I was like, have me on the show, please. I also podcast. I'm an artist and I'm a juggalo. How dare you not have me on the show? Don't say no. Um, So I really wanted to do the show and I'm happy that I got to. You guys have a great podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Means
2: a lot. All right, then. Well, I think that that's about all that we uh, we need to do um, for taking up nearly four hours of our listeners'
1: time. Oh, there's right. only one thing left to do, y'all. One, and that is finish your motherfucking Pagos. I even put their makeup on a like that. I already finished mine like an hour ago. <laughs> I have not because I'm at two and a half liter. Yeah, I got I got like no
2: water. Left. Peace out,
1: everybody. Later.
5: Bye. Woo. I you. You you your Your head so much to me. I you. How you shut?